I have to like turn on. Like I have like I'm an introvert. I'm a very outgoing introvert. I'm a very charismatic introvert. But at the end of the day, I lose energy interacting with people. Like it just it mm-hmm. takes it from me. Uh, you have people out there who just like they're suck you by and they just like absorb energy the more they interact with humans. That is not me. And nor me actually. Really? One of the interesting uh, one of the interesting things that I think people think because uh, I'm quite social and obviously because of events and generally if you see me um but uh there are there, i i specifically remember actually the very first time i did lvo for games workshop actually i had uh, a two-day absolutely like cannot communicate with people i was like done there's like a if i know that there's if i know that there's a uh, an out whether that be four days or seven days or uh, there's a point where i can turn off mm-hmm. i can go for pretty much ever um but that was it. I was. I felt awful mm-hmm. uh, that Monday. I felt awful because it's a lot of people, and also, uh, like at that point, also you represent in a company, so there's a certain level of professionalism you have to have. There's also winning hearts and minds, which is a huge part of the role I was a part of then. Um, so, like, there was a lot to take on and be a part of, uh, and so I switched off. And so I actually no different, uh, yeah. to be honest. There's that's uh, why I really love Warhammer. Warhammer was always my escape, actually, from the world. Really, because it's quiet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's got and that... The... Oh, go, continue. No, no, I was just going to say, and then I made it loud for myself, like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you've been... I mean, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead. I see chat gangs all, all, all showing up here, so, so might as well do the pitch. What's up, chat game? I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, a moniker bestowed upon me by Vince Venturella, and you have your own moniker. Our guest tonight has, our, has his own moniker, bestowed Several, by Vince, but one by Vince in particular. It's the, the Warhammer terrorist, is it not? <laughs> uh, that was one. Rob, that was one. He Rob liked, Sides, yeah, he liked... yeah. yeah, so he's joining us tonight. This is episode, of course, episode 58. We're going to be talking uh, T-Sports. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. uh, about uh, the T-Sports Network and, of course, the Super Series, which I think is has got like the community pretty tantalized right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the real important Thank... thing... Go ahead. I was just going to say thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the real, like, the real hot goss that's going to go down tonight is you're going to, we're going to talk about stick fighting. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. It's, uh... <laughs> my, bro- my brother, my brother took up skateboarding, uh, and I see him, and my brother actually doesn't live uh, very far from me, um, uh, and uh, he took up skateboarding, he's cool, there are skate shops, like, he's got the clothes, it's like even during lockdown, they're hanging out at the park, they're being cool. Like, you know, uh, he's just living his best life. And I'm like, I don't know if you've ever s- smelled anyone who's done stick fight for, for an hour or so. It stinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not cool in any way. I don't think anyone's ever thought it was cool. Uh, so he definitely was a lot smarter than me. But that's... <laughs> so, so he went with the skateboarding and you're like, nah, I'm going to hit people with sticks. And yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that wasn't actually how I got into it. If you're interested, <laughs> I know I am. No, because I think there's a, I think there's a thread here because you know this is a competition. You did this on a, on a competition level, and as you port over to you know T sports, like mm. I think that there's a valid sort of like core thread there of like competing and uh, anyone in any form of competition will tell you that there's a mental game. You know, even Age of Sigmar's got that mental game, and obviously when you're about to go into a like actual combat with somebody you, you got to have like your mental faculties together right well yeah <laughs> i got loads of stories on that um <laughs> i actually I, so i got into so stick fighting is filipino uh stick fighting so a screamer 
Kali Arnis, if anyone's interested. E-S-K-R-I-M-A. Uh, Screamer Kali Arnis. Um, uh, and he's a Filipino martial art, uh, predominantly perfected because uh, when the Philippines was invaded by the Spanish in the 1700s, they outlawed bladed weapons from being held. So the Filipinos would do dancing and they would um, uh, like practice with sticks um, because they weren't allowed to practice with bladed weapons. I mean, obviously they were secreting stuff. Uh, later on when the Japanese invaded as well, um, same same rules were applied. So the Philippines has had like a very tough like history if, you, if no one knows much about the Philippines. Um, and an incredible people as well. But very interestingly um, about the, the Filipinos, Oh, I'll get onto that later. Well, the interesting thing about uh, the invasion of the Spanish and the invasion of the Japanese is both of those styles of sword play, uh, as they were, are linear. So, um, uh, so they go in straight lines. So, if you picture your classic fencer going back and forth in a line, right. uh, same with anyone with a katana in, in a straight line back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have uh, they, they're very linear, uh, and um, uh, Filipinos fight in circular motion, very much like the Sikhs. I don't know if you've if anyone even knows there are Sikh martial arts, but uh, the Sikhs also practice uh, a circular form of martial arts, uh, which is awesome, cool, by the way, um, uh, and really, really fun. But how I got into it was uh, I was working in a shop late at night. I grew up as a pretty poor kid, so I was doing a, a graveyard shift because they always paid more money. And I read a, I read a, um, an article about Bruce Lee, uh, and I never, I'd, like, I'd seen him on TV and films, but I read an article about Bruce Lee, and I was like blown away. And then I went uh, and found an instructor that taught Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's martial art. And uh, he so also you, did... You know what's really funny about this is I did Jeet Kune Do for seven years. I never got to a competitive uh, level. Um, so as you're like talking this, I'm just like connecting some of the dots. We're, we're, I said before, we're a lot more similar than we are different, even though we've, we've had some like differing opinions over the, uh, like, I guess now years at this point. But yeah, no, yeah, I think, my, my I instructor think refused... Yeah, my, my instructor refused to call it Jeet Kune Do or like, because, you know, the whole Bruce Lee thing is like having no form as your form, having, you know, no style as your style. Like, it's just it's just martial arts. It's just fighting. He was sort of at the precursor of what would become MMA, which is just, you know, like, really all fights end on the ground. Like, you know, you have your three ranges of combat, essentially, which is like your kicker weapon length. Uh, then you mm. end up in, like, close range. Uh, and then you'll all, every fight ends on the ground because usually somebody who's getting outclassed at those other two levels is going to charge you and put you to the ground. Like, he was, in a lot of ways, at that, like, really, like, uh, predominantly important in what would become MMA. You know, MMA catches on, is a relatively... He, 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he, he is, as they generally call an enigmatic megafauna. Like, he, effect, he effectively developed and created something way before like it ever was like became common parlance and also popularized it as well uh, which is quite fascinating like he was a cha-cha champion at the age of 14 uh, he got smuggled out of china and dressed up as a girl uh, he's wrote a book which you can read for the power jeep and doe um and was absolutely mental but was brilliant so yeah and, and finding that was like um so my Martial arts instructor based in Nottingham, Richard, uh, it was also a Filipino uh, stick fighter, but they came from uh, a very traditional martial arts background. Uh, sorry, not traditional martial arts as you might think of it as a gi or anything like that. He came from like a traditional Jeet Kune Do background. So it was like car park fights, uh, sawdust gyms, like knife fights for life. Like it was just a very scary group of individuals uh, and as a young man at 18 it was fairly formative for me to meet these people because they were kind uh, they were dedicated they were disciplined they were 
Um, they were they were forthright, which was something I didn't really have as a child. Uh, I'd say like I didn't really have that kind of uh, strength of character, which I think these guys gave me. But I think the thing that they taught me more than anything was to respect violence and to understand that violence is the very last thing. Like I spent all of my adult life trying my hardest to never be violent, um, uh, but understanding that it's one of the most joyous things to be a part of if you could do it well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is a weird juxtaposition well, which is a weird juxtaposition but a really uh, and i advocate for absolutely everyone to put themselves through that uh, that ringer uh, life because it taught me a great many life lessons which i'll never forget and i want to i mean richard will never see this in his life um, but big love to him well i i just uh, you you kind of mentioned something there and what i think is really like utterly interesting culturally speaking is we're getting to a point where you know sport and combat and violence were not that like they're gone. I mean, obviously we've got a lot of protesting going on. That sometimes there's you know some some some, some violent ends with tearing down statues, which is an act of violence, right? But mm-hmm. um, but like it, it, like we, like I'm not saying that violence doesn't exist anymore, but we exist in a time point, uh, a point in time where we can essentially do sport for the sake of sport and do combat for the sake of combat. We have these venues for all of this for showcasing that, and in terms of like human history. I mean, that's relatively new. You know, the thousands of years that, that we've been around, like, you actually have sports combat, like, as a, a a showing off the sort of excellence of achievement and dedication, and not just as a, you know, where the stick fighting, they are, they, they developed it to fight for their lives. Mm-hmm. And now you can take this thing and go and be competitive with it. And I think war games are kind of, like, in a similar space, where, like, we can compete in a war game, like in a vacuum on the table sort of divorced from that like what were essentially training exercises for field generals and stuff back in the day yeah 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 one of the things i did before i read the uh, wrote the workbook was i read a book called the zones of control which is a wargaming manual um there's some really really interesting stuff you can actually do uh, when it comes to wargaming if you just go and look up military wargaming stuff it's cool uh but maybe more on that later uh but yeah you're right there, there is there is we are in a unique time and like we're in a more progressive time than we've ever been uh, and it's cool to see that move forward i think the thing for me though uh we, if we want to talk about filipino stack fighting for a minute is was that is what i did tuesdays wednesdays for four hours i used to sleep in my gym overnight um like not overnight sorry i used to work nights and then sleep in my gym uh, in lunch breaks and train morning and do evenings i train six days a week uh, every single day. It was like a monastic lifestyle. Uh, I worked and I trained. That's all I did for three years. Um, and it was wonderful. It was a really great experience, but eventually I just had no money and I had to go and start earning some actual cash. Um, but uh, stick fighting was only ever my off thing. Mm-hmm. It was only ever fun. And Jeet Kune Do was a really uh, exceptional thing to learn uh, because it's... I don't want to call it street fighting because that's really an in- it's inelegant way. It's very practical. Way. It's very practical combat in a way that like uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's actually well if i if i can be uh, it's only practical combat it's not like like there's none and especially the gym i trained at and the, the uh, unfortunately the teacher i trained under um it was very it was very very impactful like it was only impactful all of the time and and that's where the respect came in because it's like well Jeet Kune Do, uh, Bruce Lee had a quote and it's just like you know you smash my flesh I break your bones you break my bones I'll kill you like there's a, like a degree of like escalation which only really happened um and so like and that's why violence is something that should be always abhorred and always fought against and conversation even if it's conversation between two people who don't agree on a thing yeah 
is the most valuable thing that you can have in a society. I don't agree with you, and you don't agree with me. Right. That's excellent. Now you right. can be violent with language, right? You like do. you can try to, t yeah, you can try to take someone's rights away just through the power of yeah. your voice. Yeah, that is a form of violence. Yeah. Um. But 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 honest to goodness, just two people having a conversation and be like, I don't agree with you, and you don't agree with me, and I respect that is one of the things that I also learn from martial arts. Well, you're, I think you're it's verbally fencing at that point, or verbally sparring, and if you respect individuals enough to, uh, you know, like. Like you may not be right and you may not be wrong, and there's some some space in between where you're grappling with this conversation, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like what some of, I've always said, the only there's only three ways you can know a human being: you can fight them, you can fuck them, and you can dance with them. That's it. There's three ways because you can't hide. That one of my favorite <laughs> things about those th one of my favorite things about those three things. So when you dance with someone, you can't hide. You can't hide yourself. You're too self-conscious to hide who you are. You are who you are. Like you, and you're unless you're an incredible dancer, which almost no one is. You can't, you can't obfuscate yourself. You are what you are, right? Like maybe you're a bumbling buffoon, maybe you're not. But like whatever you are, you're something. Mm -hmm. Same with fucking. Oh, sorry for swearing. If that's okay. Yeah, um, no, you're fine, uh, man. Go, 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 ham. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> uh, same with fighting. Like, uh, like some of the nicest people I've ever, I've ever met in my life, I've hit. Like, and they've hit me. And, and 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 there's a there's an honesty to it that you can't escape because it has to be honest because you don't have time to put on any of the um, uh, you know the kind of airs and graces of life I think yeah. sometimes anyway that's stick fighting I guess it's yeah. quite fun yeah yeah you so, guys so you you um so at some point like when when does where where does Warhammer come in for you like you mentioned like stick fighting kind of around eighteen. Like, where does Warhammer, is this something that you, you always did, or is this something you got into late, later on? Oh, yeah, I didn't get into it until uh, maybe seven years ago. Maybe, yeah, seven years ago, about. Maybe yeah. that, maybe not even that long. Maybe not even that long. So, uh, like, just into my 30s. So maybe when I turn 30-ish, yeah. um, having no experience with it. I've got friends. I play World of Warcraft with my friends and Guild Wars and, um, uh, like, those sorts of things. But tabletop wargaming or physical wargaming isn't something I ever did at any other point in my life. Um, and then I discovered it, and much like when I started doing martial arts, I was like, this is for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I like all of this. Yeah, just like yeah I just... Yeah, I was like, this is like, this is because I like, because I really liked it. The thing that I didn't like about martial arts after a certain level was that it's a physical sport, which is, well, not a physical, it's not a physical, stick fighting was a physical sport, um, but it's a physical thing. And there is an application of the mind, but if you're trained enough, like just. Well, you go into reflex. It, I mean, that's the whole reason why you train in martial arts is you essentially go into these reflexes. Hang on a second. Ooh. Tomb King Tristan, thank you so much for one year of subs, my friend. Um, you have now ascended to the appropriate badge. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tristan, um, Tristan is such an incredibly upbeat human being all the time. He's wonderful. Uh, he's probably one of my earliest, like, Warhammer friends, like, that I, like, mm. I, I met on the internet. And uh, uh, it was where, you know, because I'm, I, like, I've, I've always been, like, a, a big fan of Death Armies. Um, and, mm. like, Tomb Kings were kind of like the not my death army. I, I went vampire counts when the when the book split, and mm -hmm. Tomb Kings was this other thing. And through knowing Tristan, I learned a great deal of empathy for other players in the community who like maybe play an army I don't play or an army I don't understand or even like armies I don't like sometimes. Like Zinch, I 
is not. I know we're dealing with like the current Zinch Menace. I've never liked the army. I hate the <laughs> just as planned like trope. The like who just mm-hmm. as like I don't like that as like a character feature, uh, and that's like all Zinch is. But like by you know my friend Andrew yells. We got Alex My- Mylonis here, Doctor Alex Mylonis here, who's who's in like the area. Mm-hmm. By being able to go, oh, these people I like play this army, so they see something there, and I like them, so there must be some by extension. You know, the transitive property of thinking you're a bro uh, extends to your army, and like, and like now I can like try to see it from your fondness. Um, you're actually on, obviously Vince's show. You've been you've been really busy. I think we already kind of covered that, but you were on Vince's show just yesterday, um, and talking about the GHB. And I, the, you brought up a point, and this is something I agree with: is like if flamers get nerfed into the ground, and and mm-hmm. horrors get nerfed into the ground, what else is left? for that army. Mm-hmm. So, so there's this like sort of Lex Retalionis people feel slighted by Zinch in it because it's way out of bounds and like they're calling for blood. They want this army nerfed into the ground. And, and it, I, as someone who possesses empathy, even for armies, I don't particularly care for. I'm like, no, that's not the answer. Um, so, I agreed. so, I mean, you, you pretty much said as much with like the, you know, what, what's left if not like flamers and, 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 and horrors, like, what's left in that book. And... Yeah, and there there are options. There are options, but like, uh, so interestingly, and I know we've bumped heads on this, especially over OCRs. Yeah. Um, uh, as an example, and I know you don't like my takes on it, and that's okay. Like, um, only, the, only a couple the... of only a couple of them. <laughs> that's okay. Like the crematorium the... thing. Like time is told on that one. <laughs> Uh, um, whenever I talk about the game and actually I, I managed to get this out on a show the other day which has been nice because I've been looking at the game through a very specific lens for maybe like a year and a half and that has been with in regards to the Super Series right? and it's also been it, within regards to it being a competitive game now there's a very big conversation which I think you and me would, like, would agree on wholeheartedly in that for a laugh with my mates Warhammer is awesome mm-hmm like end point conversation Mm -hmm. um however like there are all sorts of people in our hobby who there are like loud voices that we don't that don't necessarily advocate for it and i've talked about this time and time again that there's uh there's two guys there's two kids actually uh two young lads who live in now i don't know where the fuck idaho is but i just picked that because it's some (laughs) it's some it's some 80s americanism for me Yeah. yeah it's like stranger things idaho and a barn and i picture these two kids they like and they go in there and they look go on the internet and they see stuff and they order a box and they've just got like their BC Chaos. He's like, yeah. And then he's got his OCR Bone Reapers. And that guy's just running three up armor save because he likes it. And the other guy isn't. Um, and he's just like, why can't I beat this? Like, you know, and that, that, because go- that goes back to my earliest, earliest Warhammer experience in the being the naive young man that I, I was, I expected the game to be sold as a package that worked. Mm. And the truth is, it is not that. Mm-hmm. So when so when I talk about things like, I actually think that the plus one save is a negative or uh, the, the chain host drop is dumb or the techless technado is is out of order. I think about those, those new people entering into the hobby because gamers will game and gamers will try to work out the best way if of doing rule, it. If it's a rule, you're going to try to you're going to put, you're going to push the rules, right? You're like, it's, there's a joy. I mean, I'm like, I consider myself a Johnny 
um, if you're familiar with the the, the, the psychographic mm -hmm. profiles. I'm pretty much a Johnny. I like to tool things. I love theory craft. I like having an idea and expressing it on the table. Does this work? So on and so forth. Um, that can come off, read a lot like rules lawyering if you do it maliciously. But oftentimes it's like, oh, like I'm going to look in the book and I'm going to go, this is this is the way to do this thing. This is this point I'm trying to prove. How do I make Nagash as viable as possible? You know, and if yep. how I make Nagash as viable as possible, uh, and then you're sitting there with your book and you're like, how do I make Beast of Chaos? And Beast of Chaos is a terrible example <laughs> because I think it's actually like, I, I, will, I have never lost to Bone Reapers with my own Beast of Chaos army. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> I, they, they, um, but like the way that you break that, or the way that you crack that puzzle looks a lot different from like Illumineth out the box, right? Like, how do I make Lumineth really, really potent? Against Bone Reapers, you go, okay, cool, this this is what this looks like. But doing it with, like, you know, post-nerf you know, post Solnesh right now. You know, how do you mm -hmm. even begin to tackle the, the Bone Reaper problem? You were kind of bouncing off them before. Um, you know, like, it, it, it's... I, I get where you're, you're, you're getting. Um, it, it's so... Not, not as, like, a pushback or contrarian, but just to kind of have you flush out more of this thought. Do you think that, like, this is a little bit too much of a think of the children kind of take? Like, think of the children in the barn. Like, do we, do we like... No, because I, I do this seven days a week. Now, other people do this two days a week, and, like, and then even then I would consider those to be fairly committed. And some people just pick up their stuff. Like, they play a couple of games here and there. They've got busy lives. It's a very busy world. You know, we've got a lot of pressures, social media, other stuff in our lives, you know, to take up time. Uh, kids, you know, I don't even have that. Like, I don't even have to deal with kids. Like, so, like, people have a lot of pressure on their times, and it's a very complicated thing. So, like, those people who need who need someone to advocate them a tad is important because if we don't push against, if we don't put, get, if we don't push for something better all the time, mm -hmm. then we won't get anything better. I don't think it's right. not just going to happen by osmosis. And I think it's a valuable lesson, but also be positive. I've just come off having done a two hour show with the 40 K guys. And we've had, we've had a very interesting journey on the 40 K show over the past two and a half years, because I, have honestly fallen out of love with playing 40k very early into the edition maybe like a year in but also still talked about it when and did coverage but i am nothing but glowing for the last two hours in in the show that we did glowing like i'm like this is a game where you can play this game it's great like it's awesome and, and you need to we need to advocate like push for those uh good rules and interactions and and but that means we also have to understand what the problems are right we have to break it down but like why is this a problem like why is the like, tech list doing that spell through the portal a problem it's right. because he just does it and you do nothing that interaction it's taken me it took me maybe a year to even really understand things that i were talking about were interactions and not balance interaction is more important to me than balance is important i've been saying this for a long time now right. but it take it took me a long time because this is what I think talking on these shows does. And as a community with well, yourself, Twitter and everyone else, we're developing the, uh, the ways to analyze this stuff together as well, a group. I think that, that the, the thing is, is, is it's, the, uh, it's a little bit of the, the dogma thing, you know, the Kevin Smith film, where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have a belief, I have, a, I have an idea. Like, an mm -hmm. idea isn't a fixed point in space that, that is unchanging, unwavering, uh, like a belief is. Like, I have an idea of where I think everything should go. But, and we're all in this community, this is why I consider, like, content creation collaboration and not so much uh, competition, uh, mm -hmm. is because, you know, you say something on the Honest Wargamer, and then I have to think about what I believe. Or, you know, Vince says something, 
on his show and then I have to go, well, well, where do I come down on this? What do I believe? Where do I think this is? You know, we had a conversation about NPE. I know you and I kind of like briefly did. I had a conversation with Vince about NPE and I'm like, well, we do, we, we all have an understanding of what NPE is new, like, you know, negative player ex- play experience, right? We have an understanding of what that is. We know the definition, but, but it, it, it's, it's one of those things that kind of exists. Ooh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Twitch prime five months, Rocco, your boy. Um, but it kind of exists in, in like one of those areas where it's like partially subjective and partially objective, right? Mm-hmm. Like NPE, it can be a negative play experience to lose a game. I, it, mm-hmm. you can, you, you feel, you can feel negatively about losing a game, right? You can also mm-hmm. lose a game and be like, that was the best game I've played all year. Right. Agreed. You know, like my fondest memories are actually of like losses because like they were often very, very close games. They came down to the like that last turn, the priority roll or one save off from the model surviving. And then I win the game. Things like that. That are the moments that I really stand out for me in my memories of of gaming. But, Mm -hmm. you know, why did this loss feel awesome and exciting versus that loss feel bad and negative? Flipping it. Why did this win feel awesome and amazing? Why didn't it mm-hmm. feel... Why did I feel dirty getting this win? Why was this win negative? And the best I can distill it down to is meaningful choice. I think NPE removes meaningful choice. I think that's yeah. that's that's the one commonality because I, I do think that, you know, random Facebook conversation, NPE is just things I don't like uh, for the most... Like, <laughs> It is. I love those Facebook threads, though. Let me tell you, sometimes I go on the, sometimes I go on a Facebook thread just to feel better about my day, and I think at least I'm none of you, right? That's why. I... <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I just, I just don't like this, you know. And I'm like, that's not NPE, like, um, <laughs> like using Facebook to. But see, my experience with Facebook is the exact opposite. I go on Facebook when I need to hate myself more. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, no, like, but that's that's the common ground I think I found. Um, now I, I think that it it, you can alter your perspective a little bit to have a more positive play experience and a less positive play experience. Like um, I just hate Nagash, right? Like I have blanket sweeping statement. What if he ends up just mm-hmm. costing like eight hundred points and doing nothing, and then like I'm still just I see him and I just hate the game because I hate that model or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. people people have these fixed points uh, that they they have these beliefs. Um, my goal. As we talk about like some of the things that we, we, we agree on and we disagree on. My goal is often to just like present information to people and then let them make the call. Um, not telling you what to think, teaching you how to think. You know, that's my whole spiel. That's my whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to NPE, um, the, my biggest sticking point on meaningful decision, it starts at list building. Um, meaningful decisions begin at list building. Or rather, the question of meaningful decisions should begin at list building. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not... Dissing you if you netlist. I, I don't have, possess that animosity that some other people do, where there's this, like, negativity for netlisting. So you'd have to define netlisting for me. Uh, going on the internet and, like, okay, someone won a tournament with this Cities of Sigmar list, so then I just, like, make their... I just make that army and I take that to... to a so do you see that as a negative? No. No. Okay. No, um, no, I don't, because we all have different skill sets. Uh, I'm a very good theory crafter and list builder. Um, really good mm-hmm. at meta predictions. Like, those are my talents. Uh, I'm a less skilled pilot. You know, like, a lot of my, my powers are on the mental side of things, and sometimes, like, piloting in the moment, I just, I tunnel vision. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I know the wide, the macro. I can stand back and, like, 
you know, I play a hell of a StarCraft game, but when it, like, zooms down to, like, clicking the thing in League of Legends and being really fast with the buttons, I, you know, I, you know, I, I lose sight of that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think netlisting is, can be, par- it can form parity. It creates known commodities. Uh, I think what we need to do is develop more of an archetypal view of, of armies, as opposed to, like, you know, oh, I played against Beast of Chaos. Okay, what, what, what does that mean? You played against nine cockatrices? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I played against Zinch. When you say I played against Change Host, now you're, you know, you're getting more archetypal. You're, you're getting more, you're, you're beginning to inform the decision, or you're getting beginning to inform the, the way people interact with and think about that when you have them with a more pointed archetypal view as opposed to like a broad, uh, you know, I played against Bone Reapers. Well, even if you say I played against Petrifex Elite. Did they have catapults? Did they bring Gothas or Harvesters? Uh, you know, was it Nagash Petrifex Elite? Like, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think... net listing helps you have known commodities, and I think that that's, a, that's actually a positive. Um, it is, it is. And also, if you can, if you can identify, uh, so one of the things we've been talking a lot on the 40k show about, uh, which is, which is oftentimes my think tank, uh, helping me bounce ideas. Uh, so big shout out to Tom and Nick. Um, uh because we, we've gone down some really weird and interesting well, what do words mean uh what does this mean and identifying yeah. roles so uh yeah you can effectively talk about lists um units in lists in roles and then lists as like you say archetypes uh to a degree and it's really valuable to to understand that that's a great way to identify identify units and it actually came up a lot when we just reviewed the ghb just gone one of the ways that we talked about the the points changes was internal and external parity and internal parity is actually really really important uh but something that's overlooked a lot and it's actually one of my um probably one gone before you move on do you want to define internal parity in case like people may not know because like we're we're, we're getting like into some terminology that's um, sure sure so what you mean by internal parity right okay so uh, based on roles so you have units that do things a support piece, something that uh, deep strikes, etc. So they have a role in your army, and you know, and some of them they're not kill things. So you have roles, and there are different games, different roles. Uh, but inside that, so therefore, a book uh, usually Lumineth is a really good example of where they've almost got quite a few things that are in different roles, or they're different enough, but not quite, not anywhere near the same. The worst version is something like KO, where it all does the same. It all shoots. So it's in the role of shooting. Uh, and that's not quite true because you can put guys inside the boat. So they have a different role, but they all shoot. So so the internal parity is, is actually, well, just what shoots best for my points uh, or what shoots best and survives for my points is, is that. So the problem sometimes in books is you have units that should do the same thing or they do same-ish things, uh, but their but their points are way off. Um, and therefore, uh, all their abilities are different. Like, uh, I still, to this day, mourn the loss of the Wrathmonger. Because the Wrathmonger, well, I mean, they're still well, there. Well, it's, co- it's what it used to do was something interesting. And what it does now yeah. is woo dice. Like, who cares? It does nothing. <laughs> it does nothing. <laughs> and and that, that's one of the really wonderful things about Age of Sigmar. Like, I really like the Kalathar for Lumineth. That's a, it's a cool, it's powerful rules interaction. Are where, you ta- you're yeah. talking about the bravery bomb, right? Like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah the ability to switch the bravery so so again a different role a different subset so it's it's you, it, it's almost impossible to externally point mm-hmm. at all 
Um, and it's also unique inside its own book, which is cool. And Wrathmongers were fairly the same. Uh, but when you get stuff that's just like this is Warriors of Chaos, obviously, versus Marauders, they're, they're melee units. And it's like, okay, these have got better armor save. Okay, but these have got output that's so good versus their terrible output that I'll never yeah, take the, those. The, the, their offense is the best defense when you're talking Marauders. Like, why have the thing, like, extra bodies and just murdering your things first is, mm. you know, that's a way better role than just this, like, this traditional knight tank and spanks keep back unit um you you brought up oh hold on can i just talk about can i just talk about internal parity because actually it's something we never talk about enough as a community we normally talk about like obr are strong versus x are strong right you know it's normally the external these are good these are bad the internal parity is super important to me super important to talk about and super important to try to help games workshop push themselves to be better designers for that which is why again i think the ocr's book is actually an amazing book yeah for loads of reasons the gothazar is very very different to the capital and the mortek is super different to the stalkers they all nagash is an incredibly different piece like the book changes dynamically based on the units inside of it which i think is awesome so it's got a great parity and also diversity which i think is really cool and especially with the newer range right they, they created diversity so that's great mm -hmm. um whereas uh we don't talk about internal parity very much because the biggest lie told in wargaming is this what would you like to take and someone says take what's cool yeah and that's bullshit because you don't know what's cool. Especially if you do, you don't know what's cool. And also, you don't know what's cool to you. You don't know if painting yet is cool to you. You don't know if fighting is, or shooting, or being evasive, or casting a fucking spell. You have no idea what's cool to you. But most importantly, that thing that looks like it should do the thing, Thunder Tusk, yeah, does not do a fucking thing. You're like, ah. Oh sweet what's that do i think that's cool because it looks cool and it's yeah. shit right and and it's well, really important that internal parity because you go this sucks it needs it needs love it doesn't need it's not like it sucks throw it away it's it sucks love it like give it something yeah. make it better well, and we never do that we never do that well i mean that's that's a lie you're told early on getting into the game like i mean that 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 really is like play what's cool and i do think that you do, you, you kind of, like, say, give it some love. Uh, I do think, like, the average player, you kind of collect an army, you gradually, you might go to a tournament or two a year. Like, the the that average player, um, you know, they're they're kind of slow rolling their army. You're going to want to love your army. You're you're probably going to be in it for the long haul. Or you're just, like, a collector, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a different space, space for the game. But if you intend to play your army, I do think, like, loving your army. But that's a little bit of a different take. I'm just kind of clarifying here. I think that's a little bit of a different take from like play what's cool, like play what you love. Yeah. But like, as you're getting into the game, it can be a lot harder to identify these role players, like Black Knights, right? Like I loved Black Knights early on. I got in right around the time of like original K original KO Clown Car. Um, you know, mm -hmm. LON wasn't out yet. Um, I just playing mixed wrapping my mind around early on the idea of a Grand Alliance army was like it shorted my brain out in those original days but um but I, I i i took black knights because i looked at them and i'm like i need something that can go and hit that thing over there and fight it while i move the rest of my army and like so i had this this time and so like the hill i died upon were how great black knights were lo and behold like flesh eater, <laughs> like flesh eater courts like come rolling around and like i'm like 20 black knights solves this problem because uh it'll kill all but five of them but if they're fully buffed enough 
with a lord of, with a lord of bones uh buff with uh with a vampire with a with a van hell's dance Picard, the five off the charge that live might kill the flesh eater courts dragon <laughs> like <laughs> That was like my problem. Maybe. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I solved that problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the, 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 but um, what you're saying about, about internal parody, and I think you had like a kind of interesting take where you're going with, with, with KO is, so KO everything shoots. Mm. But KO also has kind of this like, the sort of like, they have like a, so like everything shoots, boom, they all do that role. But now they have like sort of a sub role. Like for instance, like Ar- Arco Company, they shoot, but then they stand on the objective when they shoot versus go out and, and fight you. And then you've got the guys like your thunderers and stuff that, that or your riggers that shoot, but then they also fight you, you know, like you so mm-hmm. you have this, you have these like modified roles and stuff, but now you're getting into like deep tiers of nuance to, to game theory and game design. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do. But then the the ward, the riggers do a better job all day than the wardens. And the wardens should be the fighty mobile ones. Yeah. And the riggers should be the shooty mobile ones. And unfortunately, the riggers are just better in both roles. Yeah. So you get this kind of odd mixture. And uh, some people like think that that internal parity isn't a big deal. But like I feel like it really, really is. Because... It, the crowd that want, and I'm not saying it's a crowd, but the idea, the idea that play what's cool or play what you love is viable is unfair because you're asking someone to play the terrible thing sometimes. You're like, I like the thing, and it's like, it sucks. And they're like, but you tell, like, and, and then the advocation for, but you love that, so play it. And it's like, but I hate losing all the time. Yeah. Not because of my investment in skill, what if that guy plays his heart out? Right. It doesn't matter. It's not as good as the other thing. Well, this so is... there's there's no, like, because that, I feel, isn't good for uh, encouraging that. And I think the great thing about this is you can go, I'm going to collect the thing I like. We should all be allowed to collect the thing we like, right. not forced to collect the thing that's good. The way I often, ter- uh, like, ter- like uh, use my terminology is you should never feel like an idiot for playing the thing, Right. Like you, when you when you're like I love Black Knights, I should never feel like an idiot because Grim Gas Reapers just came out and like they're relatively fast nine inch. Suddenly they're flying, which seems a lot faster than twelve inches not flying. Right? They're cheaper. Mm-hmm. They're bigger. They've got the rend. Like now suddenly I'm looking at this unit and now I, I start to feel like an idiot for running Black Knights. I mean I didn't, but no. Um, I I think, I mean it's it's. It's difficult because you're talking from, like, I think a different gear from from how other people interact with the game, which is is certainly, like, a a competitive sense. Uh, Even on Vince's show last night, he's like, I'll play Slanesh, it's fine, I love the army, you know, I'll job for, like, a year again because the the wheel keeps turning. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a threshold for that mentality because it feels crappy to lose. I remember the hopelessness I felt when LON got over-nerfed coming Mm -hmm. into that. Flush your, you know, the 12, the 12 battle tomes are about to come out, right? That GHB, right? Yep. We're about to get all, 12 battle tomes. And they go in and uh, overcost GGR, which didn't just hurt LON. It splash hated on Night Haunt for no reason. Night Haunt did nothing wrong. Uh, and then mm-hmm. they go in and they just up the points. Dogs, Nagash, um, Dogs, Nagash, Necromancer. Thing, it just like all the points go up. Like, so now your army is just either you're running vampire lords on zombie dragons with ethereal amulets or you're just jobbing for like a whole calendar year that didn't feel good for me i do have a competitive lean i do have a competitive streak i love my army i have a whole brand dedicated to how much i love death armies and the gosh and shit but it's still 
I had this great dissonance personally of like, I'm playing my ass off and dude with flesh eater courts just like who just borrowed his friend's army got into warhammer <laughs> last month and this is his first tournament like i outplay you on the table perfectly get the charge i'm like oh no it's dead like okay well um i uh don't engage and i hoard objectives and i set up speed bumps and i'm like oh uh you fly to my like up my anus and just explode my whole back line and like just take the objectives top of two and i'm like Literally, at some point, and this is a delicate balance, when I'm teaching people to hashtag get good, because I do often have the first, like, it's like, so I do have kids. And, like, when my <laughs> kids mess up, and, like, the first thing I do is I ask them when they walk up, like, did you do good? Like, did you try to do the thing, right? Yeah. Or was it just, you you know, like... Things screwed up. So so I have this similar mentality when someone's like, I had no chance at winning this game. And I'm like, did you try to win the game? <laughs> like, that's my first threshold. And this is often perceived <laughs> as me asking people, did you try to get good? <laughs> like, perhaps the first thing you should do is try to get good at the game of Age of Sigmar. And then, so I'm a bit of an asshole for having this mentality. But, you know, Slanesh, uh, when Slanesh was his most most pushed, I had a 50-50 win rate, win, win rate with my Beast of Chaos. Because I just played the day, game the wrong way. And by the wrong way, I don't mean breaking rules. I mean, I never fought. I just said, here's... outside, Just outside of three inches, you're either going to charge or you're going to go around. You're going to charge or... And just light, lined up the table like that and said, you're either going to charge or you go around. And uh, it, when they didn't have Thermal Rider Cloak, it worked. I just waste... It's going to take... You can do infinity damage, but you can still only fight that thing this turn. And if I checked out of the game, this thing's OP, I have I have no chance of ever winning, then I never learn that lesson. I never learn about speed bumping. I never learn about these techniques that I now employ in my greater gameplay going forward. It, it's okay to feel uncomfortable with as the game changes. Uh, what happens, yes. like, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's, it is okay to play what you love, but you should never feel like an idiot, and you should never feel like... After you've passed that first threshold, the child, did you try to get good? You know, after you pass that first threshold, then we start looking at parity. Then we start. So I think that I think that's a valuable caveat to what you're saying is that like, is it really like, is it really a problem, or you know, and and our tools for identifying what are problems like the first metric LLV stats, right? Look at the win mm -hmm. rate. Is it a problem? You know, like, uh, you know, and this is separate from the NPE debate, but it is it is. Absolutely. Anus flight. Thank you, Jared, for uh, hashtagging that. Now we got a hashtag. <laughs> hey, chat. By the way, I yeah. can't see the chat, which is uh, which is a, a nice blessing uh, today. Just taking a rest from you yeah. jerks. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> oh, they're just they're just popping off on you. Um, That's fine. <laughs> I no think, dr I no think, dramas. I think Tristan, like every other line, he's talking about how you're a Tory. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know what that means. Uh, I'm from a different country. Uh, so it's okay. Vince, <laughs> Vince came. Vince came on the show. Vince came on the show the other day with an incredibly weak argument, but decided to use an emotional, an emotional jab, uh, yeah. and laden me with the burden of 200 years of austerity and malpractice yeah. in government uh, to burden my <laughs> argument against him. It, it was smart, but rude and well, i told him so i was like how dare you sir um it's okay i flipped it though so it's all good <laughs> no that, that the uh the social why do you want to destroy the 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 social net of of realm artifacts <laughs> mm -hmm, it was a great take mm -hmm. 
No, the the last two episodes you had Vince on your show twice in the last like couple months. Those are two of my favorite episodes of Warhammer, uh, uh, Honest Wargamer in a long time. And then having you and Haywo uh, in the same chat with Vince and Tom. And Tom actually was a little. I think he had like he was a little bit quiet. And Haywo tends to like just take over a room. He's he's got that huge mm. personality. That was fantastic too. Just. What I saw yesterday was I saw four people who have varying opinions about the game, and I grew in an appreciation of, of you and 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 now everyone at Warhammer Weekly. I'm like, no one person has this all 100% figured out, which is the importance of chatting and talking, and you bring on extra guests to help you refine your opinion or change it. I mean, this is this is important stuff. Just like. You know, it's the, it's the it's the entire crux of the show that I do. Like we have we have uh, all of our guests have different opinions. Me and Nathan very different all the time, um, uh, and we all get on and we have a conversation about it. And I think that that and I always prefix that when I have someone on the show or we talk, I'm like, you just say what you think. I'm never going to beat you up for it. Like we're going to yeah. talk it through. Yeah, I'm, and if I don't agree with you, I'll tell you. But it means that I respect you enough to tell you, and then we'll move on. Yeah. And it's so valuable. And I like and I've had amazing conversations where I've learned loads from all of my co-hosts who are regular and then just regular guests. Like it's just uh it's a it's a much better way of living your life. Yeah. Like listening to someone else's opinion yeah. and then absorbing it, processing it, and then being like, I agree, I don't agree, this is very interesting, yeah. or whatever it might be. It's a great way to live. It's a great way to live. You should, everyone should try it. Yeah, That's what yeah. I think. Live, live with a healthy, uh, a healthy dose of Cartesian doubt. I say is the the notion that I might be wrong, so that you you're willing to like listen to somebody rather than listen for them to stop talking and then like interject. Mm -hmm. This is a very like good way to live your life. Is like, um, and also to discover that like you can disagree with somebody and still respect them. I mean, that's you're you're. Nobody 100% aligns with you. I think death is the best faction in the world. There is nothing you can say to change my opinion. I love, I love all the armies up and down. Like I love the death faction up and down. Even when Flesh Eater Courts got like super OP, there was one week there where I was just like, yes, yes, awesome. <laughs> they were jobbers for just like ever. They had, they were one of the only armies with a real battle tome for how long, and they sucked so bad. Awesome, they're great. And then I'm like, oh no, no, not like this, no. And then like the car goes over the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> one day one day will be one day will be destruction come on destruction oh one the day. year of destruction yeah it's coming right with the giants it's going to be the year of destruction as soon as the giants show up mm, yeah no <laughs> no no <laughs> well i mean they have an inherent problem right they don't have Elite. body I, mean, I, yeah. I i imagine that i imagine that they'll have something where they score objectives like oh we already know we already know that they can kick objectives right that's already uh, that's cool. a, a cast iron that's yeah. a cast iron rumor that we know, so that's that's fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I like yeah. That design. yeah fun. It's, it's quirky. It's weird. Um, see, I, what I like when we saw large and in charge, or might I, I can't remember. We wanted to call it large and in charge, and they called it might makes right, but it's okay. We still won. Haywo and I. Um, <laughs> the the uh, when they did that, I said, "Oh look, Games Workshop is identifying that elite is a downside, and they're playing with elite in different ways." Right, so like we got the large and in charge, extra models, or sorry, uh, might makes right. They score as extra models. Uh, now we're seeing giants moving objectives, and that's going to change the dynamic of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they have an allegiance ability that says one giant just has an objective regardless. You can just go, "This is my objective now," like something like that, where they just like they have it. You either have to kill it 
or ignore it and play the rest of the table. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have something like that. Um, mm. Like, it's it's called It's Mines Now. It's uh, the Michael Ch- <laughs> <laughs> the, the Michael Che joke um, about gentrification. Just like I really like I really like Michael Che. He's great. <laughs> like, it's Mines Now. Uh, if you want to, you want to you take over like you you want to take over objective. Just send white women in like to a coffee shop and they'll just like take it all over. day long, <laughs> all day long. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so like I wouldn't be surprised if they have like a, it's mines now like to go along with their kicking objectives because like it's showing that they're like, hey, we know elite is a downside. You know, uh, it's why I'm ultimately kind of okay with techless. Maybe not Technado, but like Techless as he exists. I like the design space of going. It's 660 points. Like, he's a, a spell dom in a different way from, like, say, Croak, who's just quite frankly undercosted. Uh, and Nagash, who is essentially like the brute force spellcaster. I'm going to try to cast eight spells a turn. You get four, but they're more, you know, you are consistent because you're a tactical genius. You know, you are a, mm-hmm. the Archmage. Whereas Nagash is like filled with hubris and like strong will and so on like cool this is a nice little design space to see these spell doms go in different directions the numbers could be wrong but then you just fix the numbers like mm-hmm. i i am not i've got I've, i i have got zero problem with techless other than his spell yeah other than the one the, so and i know he's got two sorry specifically his damage spell is d3 just mortal really essentially table wide is what's about to happen yeah it's yeah. it's incredibly ill well ill thought out and ha- makes no sense and like the because re- the rest of the book has some genuinely very good interaction, which I really like, um, and has been well considered and thought through uh, to some strong degrees. I just don't know how it goes through. I, I know it goes through incredibly poor quality control, uh, but other than that, I'm genuinely excited for the elves, and they look awesome. They look so. Wait, are good. you are you pro are you pro beefer of secret or or anti beefer of secrets? Uh, oh, the oh! The big, the, the, uh, when I first saw that, when I first saw them, I couldn't stop laughing. But like, I'm into them now. Yeah, I'm into yeah, them in a yeah. big way. Yeah, they just—they're pretty rad, right? Yeah, like they, they remind me of like uh, World of Warcraft uh, orc shamans with the big shoulder pads. Yes, yeah, yeah. The orc shaman armor, the like the tier. Well, they—they they, it became the trope that they always had like weird like volcanic shoulder pads. Was like what, how, yeah, yeah, and it looks. And some people are going to do some really cool stuff with that, like stuff exploding out of it, all sorts. So yeah, I'm into them. I'm into them in a big way. Yeah. Big hat guys, still obviously ridiculous. Yeah, just snip the tip, give it a circumcision, and like put it on the on the shoulder pads. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that works. No, that I, works. I I I um I don't know. Like, I, I think it's important to like talk about this stuff, identify this stuff, because now we're we're in that list building stuff. So now again, meaningful choice for me begins at list building. I go, okay, Techless is going to Technado the table. I mean, now there's even some pushback. People are throwing around Techless could be a trap. We've seen some stuff in TTS where, like, sometimes they're moving away from him to, like, because you get to buy, like, some extra battle cattle. Um, so, like, this is a cool... We're in this, like, really cool... We know where... The, we know which wind the, the... Like, we know which way the wind's blowing, but, like, mm-hmm. you, you don't 100% have, you know, the precipitation amount yet. So... I think that's it's interesting because now but like, it, 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 does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the most honed and well skilled list doesn't include tech list and the uh, the portal. Like it doesn't matter that that isn't okay. up here because what happens is is Jimmy and Pete and Frank, yeah, who don't overly care about that, but they know and because they've read, I can just do this thing, do, and then they just do it five out of five times. 
in the mid tables yeah. and all of those guys are just having a sucky time because guess what they're also the people who aren't taking their uh gits list or bc chaos list or it doesn't matter what list they're not taking their list for that finite five and five win list anyway and they also probably don't have the table acumen so when you talk about the game at the top flight which is super interesting because it is it can just be three armies in an incredibly interesting metagame one of my favorite games to commentate ever are mirror matches they're fascinating yeah they're fascinating I've because you you've got before. the same yeah, tool. Yeah. yeah because you've got the same tools like uh, both 40k and Age of Sigmar, they've i've done i've covered both in mirror matches and they are so interesting because you've got the same tool sets oftentimes especially with age of sigma in some ways um because normally allegiance abilities are the same sometimes they interact together and you get some really fun stuff like obviously old double silverneth was really funny um like so mirror matches are really hot so when you get into that top echelon of players actually making plays to win games but when you're in the mid tables and someone technados no one cares apart from the guy who's it's being it's like it's like i've lost two games i'm still gonna technado you it's like why be so oppressive and it's not the player <laughs> it's not it's, it's not the player it's not the player it's definitely the army that's all like it's yeah. it's it, it doesn't matter if it's not the best version of something it'll be something someone does like if you actually look at when Skaven were like rocking it right at the start with the rat trap, yeah, yeah, but like their win rate was good, but there were a lot of people playing it. So for everyone that was going five and zero, oh, there was like a whole bunch of people three and two in, and just turn one, just being like, "Listen, this is the wall lightning vortex. Get ready, son." Yeah, and everyone in the mid table like, "Dude, it's a Sunday. I'm hungover. This sucks. Yeah. Stop doing this." Like, and it's interesting that that top flight, it really is. But stuff like that that's so easy to do and so easy to produce shouldn't be a part of the game. Well, Like, it shouldn't be a part. What you're talking about with, like, Skaven is, like, I think the reason we had some sort of polarized stats with Skaven is because you had two types of players. One's jumping in on the army to play it competitively, and then you had people just grab the models off their shelves, throw in a spell vortex, and be like, I can win now! Like, you, you had that sort of thing. Uh, this brings me to uh, something you're kind of talking about, like the top table play is very interesting in and of itself. Do you think there's a, there's some like value in having like elite stats? Like, so do you mean like, 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 uh, ELO? So what do you mean by top, like elite? Yeah. Stats? Elite stats as in like, okay, like we, we take like the top tables and we, by all means, more information, always better. So continue with what you're doing now. LLV is just, you know, a nice, good aggregate, but then like you go, okay, like we're going to take, you know, only the army's performing at this top level or throughout low scores. Some sort of like, pr like pruning the stats to be like, well, this is what is what do the stats look like at the top tables versus you know, the aggregate? Because so many people play this game for different reasons. Like I show, up, I'm pretty beer and pretzels these days. I I used to be. Uh, it took me a while to unlearn my Magic the Gathering dickishness. Um, I, mm -hmm. I think I've changed for the better. Uh, but it took me a while to like to get that out of my head that like. I don't need to be like that anymore. Uh, whatever. So, like, I, I'm a, I, I lean a little bit more heavy into the beer and pretzels these days. I'm not going to lie. No, but meth mm -hmm. is the devil. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tristan. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think that, yeah, so, like, more elite stats. Like, well, what, what is, you know, like, OBR is going to struggle on the top tables. It's going to run into all of its natural predators every time. But it's going to crush, you know, beer and pretzel guy there for, you know, with their Beast of Chaos army, right? Like, it's just going to destroy yeah. them. Like, do you think there's some value in, like, knowing, you know, how does how do these matchups break down in the mirror match sense at the top tables or anything like that? Just no actually, question. so, no, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great question. And it's actually, so, on the Super Series website, 
there's actually, uh, and I don't think it's uh, it right very now. apparent. Uh, so um, there's a, a bunch of like, I think there are like five points written out um, um, about some of the things we intend to do. So something has been taken off there, and I will send you the original version of that. But effectively... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got, there to, are... I got to contemplative Rob here with the fist in his face. <laughs> <laughs> pensive, pensive Rob, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is uh... great. No, this is good. Uh, kudos to uh, whoever did your web design. I really like you. Tom. Uh, you got the Twitch, uh, Twitch and YouTube both up here at the top. If you're live, you're gonna have the live. Button. This is this is good. I like this. Um, yeah, anyway. there's loads, there's loads more there's loads more to come on that as well, which is really exciting because, like I said, it's not untrue that I've been working on this for a year and a half. I have been only doing this for a year and a half. Battletone reviews and everything else has been what I've been using to like. I've been like, I think I've committed enough to doing the honest war gamer stuff. Now carry on with doing the super series things. Well, this, and, this, um, is, this and it, is the big goal. This is the big plan. This is this has been an ambition you've had since even Warhammer TV, like to get this big t, t sports. You're the godfather of t sports at this point. Like you're angling for that. You've been <laughs> right. I'm not angling for it. But yeah, someone's got to do the thing. I right. Think someone's got to do the, the thing. Yeah, someone's got to do the But someone yeah. did suggest. Someone did suggest that I could be called the commish, and I am not. Ooh going to pretend that I don't want that title. I, like, I don't want like, any of the responsibility with being called the commish, yeah. but Godfather, no, but I don't mind the commish. You got, you got to uh, work on but... your Vince, you got to work on your Vince McMahon walk then. Like, I, if you don't walk up I don't want to like, be like Vince like McMahon the, like, at all. Oh, yeah, that's, he is kind of a piece of shit, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he is a piece of shit. But, like... <laughs> anyway, um... But the, the, the thing on there, on the site, which actually didn't end up, and this is this is to answer your question, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah no, we're good. That did, didn't end up on there because, because, because Tom said that it was a bit negative, uh, was what I think I identified over the course of all of this time I've been doing what I've been doing is five problems that we have with this, like the structural entity of Wargaming. Because one of the things about Wargaming, which we don't often talk about, is the fact that it exists in its very first state. This is what happened. Someone was like, let's all get together and play a tournament. And someone went, yeah. And then 30 years later, we're still doing that. Like, it's like, like zero change. Yeah. And it's like, wait, are we going to do this week on week? And it's like, no, no, no. We'll all meet up at the same time in one place. Well, like, logistics of that's a bit of a nightmare. Doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Like, because I don't want to commit this weekend and another weekend. No, instead, I want you to build 800 tables of terrain instead of 100 eight times. Like, it's like, I, I'm so confused. It's like, so it's, it's been the same. So um, I don't think Wargaming has in any way been attacked from a structural standpoint for a long time. And on the website, there were a bunch of problems which we started to identify, or at least I identified. Now, I could be wrong, obviously, uh, but things that I thought were holding back the community from taking the next step. Now, the next step doesn't mean the step that I envisage. What it does mean is a step that I think puts us all in a better place. Well, it, puts the company in a be it puts the company in a better place, really, really important, yep. uh, and it puts the game and the community in a better place, ultimately you're, my goal. You're going to do something. And someone's going mm -hmm. to have that second idea and that third idea. They're going to remix your idea. Someone's going to be like, "Oh no, what Rob did? That's shit. I'm going to do it better." Like you're you're going you're pushing, you're doing something else that forces a conversation, which is kind of if 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 I retitled tonight's, it's it's just Rob and Andrew have a conversation. <laughs> like we just you're having a conversation with the community. You're going, 
look at this thing, right? And I think it's a good thing. I really do. Like I, I don't. Um, I know we've we've come at odds when it comes to like talking about OBR. Uh, the big thing for me was like band slash. When you said that, I was like, you know, like that was the one that bothered me. I, if if we want to go back to where like uh where like I first got <laughs> triggered and like said some unkind stuff to you on the Twitters, it was there. I'm like band slash is. Uh, I'm like that. That felt like it had a ton of hubris to it, and I'm like, because so many people do show up on that on that the table two and table three space or uh, in the mid table space, they don't give a crap mm-hmm. about winning the tournament. I, I watched some guy give me a lesson on all the Slanesh houses and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, cool, bro, and then like just kill him with Ungor Raiders. I'm like, great game. Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, he, he wasn't the problem. The army was a problem, mm-hmm. but like I'm not playing the army every time. I'm but let me tell you what the pro- let me tell you what the problem yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. The event is the problem. Yeah. Okay. All events okay. are a problem. Yeah? Like, you want to hear some rants? Yeah, here's all your events hot take. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. All TOs are cowards. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I consider all of them to be my friends. Like, Clint oh. O, Mark Wilson, you're amazing. Mark's actually one of the braver choices, actually. One of the braver choosers. He changes stuff up a lot, like, in, in a big way. He runs Blood Tithe. Yeah? Um, he, he does a really good job. Like, because... <sighs> Because what they just want to do is put on an event, which is a great decision. And it's so fucking hard. So calling them cowards is obviously hyperbolic, rude, and I apologize. Yeah, real dick move wrong. here. Real dick move here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 let me qualify, let me qualify why. Let me qualify why. It's because what they want to do is they want the big ticket name. They want the competitive player who we all know. Yeah. They want that guy and that guy because then your event has prestige right? Winning that event is a big deal. It's a prestigious move. It's got the prestige <laughs> of having the big players. Also, I'm an event organizer, so I'm also calling myself a coward Twitch chat. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Ch- um, chaos spawn here is just Americans love hating an Englishman, so carry on. Like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, baby. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. uh, so, hold on. So, they want the big names, but they also want everyone to have fun. Right. Yeah? Do you think these right? things are at I- odds? I do think that they're odds. They're, they're, why would they not be at odds? This is we've had this conversation time and again, and we always, as a community, try to quantify it. Narrative gamer, competitive gamer, win at all cost gamer. It doesn't make any sense. There's a guy that plays eight games a week because he loves playing. He loves the structural mechanics of the game. I tried to explain this to someone literally the other week, not on air, in my personal life, because we were talking about art, and I was like, "You should see two people play Warhammer. It's art." Now two people who play it for a hobby and they play once every four months it is not art it would be like me painting a model it's atrocious yeah like but when two people play all the time and they understand the game and there's a give and take and the dice change the mechanics of what's happening it's a beautiful thing to behold and it's something that i deeply love however you can't expect the guy that practices eight times a week and writes lists day and plays several armies to kick the stuffing out of three like people who it's their hobby and you like number one you should be ultimately totally allowed to play your hobby you should be like hello this is my first event i don't know anything and then the other guy goes bro let's get drunk and have a great time shake hands that should be an event that's okay but unfortunately you also want to win adepticon right so you can't give that person that time right you can't give that person that time because you, they are endangering you in everything that you need to achieve that you've worked for the X number of time. Now, the people in that bracket of people that take it that seriously are smaller than the people who are just turning up and having a great time. But 
they are both valid. Yeah, no, 100%. I and, a, and, and, and events tell those two people that they should get on, and they can't possibly. They have utterly different purposes for being there. And so they should differentiate them. They should split that field up. And then the person who's just like a part-time hobby is like, oh, it's not fair. Like, I'll take, give you a good stat from the LVO this year. Big shout out to the 40K Stat Center. So the top 100 performing ITC players at the LVO had, going into day two, a 90% win rate. So, like, like, you're talking about a huge field, a massive field of like 800 people or 600 or whatever it was. Yeah. But the 100 people had a 90% win rate. And why was that? It's because they either cannibalized themselves. Yeah. Or they just killed everyone around them, like in the game. And why, why didn't they? It's because these guys play this game every day, all day, all year. Like, how can you expect to go to a tournament and have a nice time with those guys? Like, you, I can't play tennis. Like, I wouldn't yeah. go to Wimbledon and be like, let's go, boys. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, did you see the guy uh, about um, oh, uh, who's the lady tennis player? Um, uh, There's a lot of like really talented women. Oh yeah, but the two <laughs> like famous sisters. Oh, the two, the Sarita, the two fam- uh, Sarita William, the Williams sisters. Yeah. So there was like a Facebook poll. There was like a Facebook poll. I'm in now. I'm completely on my thread. So there was a Facebook, not a Facebook poll or like a questionnaire. It was like, uh, like it was something like 90 out of 100 men were like, we could we could receive a serve off Serena Williams. And so they just grabbed 90 of those men and took him to a court. And Serena Williams, at, like, aced Destroyed every yeah, single... Yeah, every single one yeah. of them. Not one of them returned the serve because she's a fucking professional at her job. Yeah. And the, that's the problem with events and why I feel like events need to pick a point. They need to say, we're for this group or we're for this group. Interesting. And, and when you put them together, this is a huge problem, you have such a disparity that I have to talk about things differently and it's confusing. Um... And everyone else has a tough time. Stats don't make sense. This is to right. This is where the elite the stats. Yeah, the elite stats. Right. Like they're. Like, yeah. Uh, I know for a fact. Like Cities of Sigmar has oppressive builds that ninety percent of people can't beat with their armies. But I look at the stats because a lot of people are running that army. They just grab their iron breakers off the shelf. They threw in a like a phoenix for kicks. Like they went gray rotter fastness because they think tanks are cool. Like they just did. You know they just. They soup together at army. They played what they loved, and that is a lot yeah. different from. Uh, I've got bridge. I've got. Uh, I've got every. Uh, every uh, uh, blaze master in my army. Like I've got the uh, flamethrower battle mage, just like up on the thing, crapping out D three plus D three plus D three mortal wounds within twenty four inches. Whatever I choose, like a lot different. That army looks a lot different, and that player looks a lot different. Like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's an incredibly unfun build. A to play, yeah. like that guy's not having a great time. Yeah, and like, and B, it's not. Um, uh, it's definitely not fun to play against, and that is a huge distinction. That was one of on the Honest Warrior website. So if you kind of read the 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 blurb bits, you'll start to see that they're the answers that are on there, but not the problems. There are the answers and not the problems, and that is. Um, because the problems sound over the top sometimes. And, I, and, and Tom made a really good point. He's like, don't talk about them as these huge negatives because you don't want people to think well, that there are negatives. Because there are. They're going to go. What you're, you still don't want to, like, even if there are negatives, you're going to put people into fight, flight, freeze when you 
become negative. It's just what happens in our brains when we. This is a, another thing about going into a conversation, going I might be wrong. It's a big mm-hmm. difference of going into a conversation to prove your point, because then you don't go into your primal lizard brain fight, flight, freeze. That's a reason why you wouldn't want the negative thing on the website, because what's going to happen? I see the negative thing. If it's a point I agree with, uh, my my cognitive bias is going to go, cool, awesome. Uh, if I'm a person who's undecided, I'm going to cross my arms and go, oh, really? Right? And if I'm a person with an opinion you're never going to sway me on, then I'm just going to disagree right out. Right? Like, but it's that mar- that margin of people who are undecided are just going to, like, cross their arms and lean back and go, hmm, oh, really? And prove it. You have to prove to me now your 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 skepticism, your cynicism. Um, <clears throat> if I may push back a little bit, or not push back, uh, clarifying questions. Why are TOs cowards though? Is a great point about like why we should. Why are TOs cowards though? Like what? Why? Why? Well, is we that can, I already said. I already said. I already said that I was wrong. Okay. Like, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're 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 just uh, clickbaiting people in a live conversation. Got it. Like, so people are gonna like highlight this clip later and be like, uh, "Hey, whoa, or uh, Mr. Mephisto thinks that like he thinks that like tournament uh, organizers are all cowards." And then like it's just gonna be you talking, but like no one's gonna know the difference because they're just gonna see the like clip and they're they're just gonna like click past it. Like, oh yeah, uh-huh. that sounds mm-hmm. like something he would say. Yeah, oh. no, they're, they're not. They're, yeah. <laughs> They're, right. they're not. They're, they are. They are wonderful pillars of the community, and and I love all of them. Like I do, and I think that they do a service that we all we all should value very heavily. However, they they serve they serve a value to everyone, and they try and make everyone happy. Now, I've been the other job that I've had for a long time has been a nightclub promoter, mm-hmm. and um, if I can give you an anecdotal story, so uh, I've always run rock nights. And uh, my other big night that I always did Be- was... Before uh, we move, move too far onto the nightclub point, um, yeah. real quick, I, I do think one one major uh, major flaw in, in your assertion is I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I don't think that I, me, the player I am, I'm capable of changing gears and having fun. At, I walk up to the table and I see someone's bringing in their like, tuned list. I know they're there to win it. I give them that, that chess, highly locked in, super tuned game. I don't drink beer. I just, I play. You know, I play to win. And yep. Blah blah blah. I see someone walk up with like, um, like all the Timmy picks. I go, okay, this is the type of game that is. I'll buy you a beer real quick. Like I have that possibility. I think a lot of people in the community actually can change gears. I think people have that capacity. Um, I but get, not everyone, right? Not everyone. And I get, where, quite... I, I, I get where you're going. Uh, like I don't know that it has to be derisive though, like it, it, or divisive. I don't know that it has to be. I don't see divisive is divisive is absolutely the wrong thing to think about. Like I go to a wedding, someone's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "The vegetarian option." Because I'm vegetarian. Like, cool. It's an option. Like, what you're doing is you're catering to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's understanding your audience. That's what right. the nightclub right. thing was about to be about. Oh, yeah, okay. you understand. Yeah, you understand that you have an audience. Yeah, and instead of asking you to do the job for me, I, as the organizer, should be creating an environment for you the person who wants to attend. I want you to have the best experience possible. That's what nightclubs are always about. I want you to have the best time possible, and therefore you'll come back and repeat customers. quite important. So all, but, I'm, all I'm hearing is narrative events are way better because they know that people are coming to play a narrative tournament. Yes, yes, they are, they are specific. And that is the difference between tournaments and events, and there should be the distinction. Yeah. A tournament is, by definition, a tournament. Yeah, you are there to win is the purpose of a tournament. There is 
no other tournament I can ever imagine where you're there to just have a laugh. Yeah. But events, you're definitely there to have a laugh. Like you might go to a tournament thinking never in my wildest dreams do I think I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're going with the mindset to win. A lot of people turn up to tournaments. Now, I don't know what the percentages are. I'm just, and I would yeah. always just be arbitrarily picking yeah. one. Yeah. But some people turn up to an event and they just want to have a laugh. Those people should 100% be allowed to do that. I want them to have a vehicle for that. I want event organizers to understand they're actually putting on an event. That's one of the really great things about Bobo. Yeah. So John Green knows that it's a, a big event and people want to win the event, right? Yeah. An Englishman it, and a vegetarian. You're just giving everybody all the reasons to hate you, according to Chat Gang. <laughs> it, 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 if, if it helps you, I'm also straight edge. Um, oh, uh, see, now I've got all the opinions on straight edge. Like, if you can, if you can, like, come down from your mountain long enough. <laughs> Like if you can if you can stop turning water into your undue sense of superiority for just one second, um, <laughs> like smug sense of superiority. No, um. it's okay. I, I bet I bet I've got more people. I've got I bet I've got more people drunk in my life than you ever have. Uh, by like factors. This no by factors. Th- I live in Wisconsin, dude. Like it's it's dude, like. I- Dude, I used to do 2,000 people through a club a night. Okay. A night. Okay. Like, right. like 15,000 people a week. Right. Like, that's a lot of drunk people. Yeah. But Wisconsin yeah. also. Yeah, I know. mean, it's like, I like we're just, <laughs> it's, it's like the same thing. It's just a party here all the time. There's a reason the Lewis Black comedy bit is like, Wisconsin, and my hat's off to you. You are not alcoholics. You are professionals. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, but I mean that I, I, I will get continue with your nightclub point because I think this is I think this is going someplace great. But that's another aspect of is like right now, and I think this could work towards a point I think you're getting towards. Right now, you don't have a professional Warhammer gamer. Uh, yes, guy but, who plays eight games a week is taking it more seriously and in a different light. But they're not; they don't have a sponsorship on their back. I've seen the take about like why the NFL is more fun to watch than Pee Wee and so on and so forth. And I'm like, I'm like. But they're not professionals right now in Age of Sigmar. Well, that well, not in Age of Sigmar, but there is in 40k. Okay, fair enough. Um, but in Age uh, of Sigmar, it, it's not there yet. That could become no, a reality. That... I think. I think it's going to be uh, eventually. It just as things get big enough, that that stuff just happens. But right now, mm. to say the person who practices eight 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 times a week is a professional, they're certainly you know more competitive. They're certainly playing the game a different way. But they're not. They're not Serena Williams yet. Like, no, and, and and I agree with that. Now, now this is the this is the great. The, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great it's a great point. Like, and it's really valuable. And also, and I'd like to clarify again as a statement of my intent, is that that those those people who practice eight times a week are in no way superior to the people who want to do things for a hobby. Yeah, who 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 don't have the time to commit, even if they wanted to practice eight times a week. Maybe they don't have the money. Maybe they don't have the drive. Maybe they just don't want to, and it's only something I half do. All of those people are as valuable as the people that play eight times a week. However, however, because my thing is talking about the game, those people are more invested, not more invested. That's not true. Those people are, yeah, more um, involved with the game because they just play it more. So they have more of a nuance and an experience with it. Um, so that's a, a different kind of thing. Like, you know, if there's a guy who half knows a book and the guy that's played it 50 times, I'm going to talk to the guy who's played it 50 times. He'll have better insights, probably. 
Yeah. Now that might not be true. The guy that half read it might be a genius who could just read it and know. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or they could just be a way cooler guy than the person who wasted their time reading. All yeah, that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> it doesn't just because you play eight times doesn't yeah. mean you're in any. Like, it doesn't like you're not funny. You're not clever. Like it's just based on a skill set. That's it. Yeah. Same as tennis, right? Like you've got Serena Williams, who's a badass, and then you got we had an English fellow. I can't remember his name at this point, but he was like he was like watered milk. He was just basically the most boring thing you've ever seen. I can't remember what his name was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I seem like I know more about tennis than I actually do. I'd like to point out. See, Andy I know, Murray. No, I'm trying. Him. I'm trying to like stick with the tennis takes. I'm like, but I don't. I know so very little. So I just have to pretend I'm an authority and like. I you can't. Know. I can't. Like, I can't. I also can't do it. <laughs> like, like he said Wimbledon. I'm like, that's that might be a place. That might be a tournament. It could be both. I don't know. Like it's it's not Wimbledon's I'm like Wimbledon's like the the prestigious it's the posh, tennis like event. The, yeah. 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 It's it's the one. Uh, anyway, um, so. <laughs> um, where I'm going with this is that you can't actually have you can't have uh, professional age of Sigmar players specifically without an environment for them to exist inside of. And then you need a vehicle for that. This is actually was the crux of initially thinking about the Super Series, yeah. like way, 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 way back in the day. Like um, it was like what we need to do is create a space. And it's because of my experiences with people like Darren. If you could pay Darren to play Warhammer all day, he'd play Warhammer all day. Yeah, and you would love to watch Darren play Warhammer all day. He's funny. He's articulate. He's incredibly kind. He's interesting. And Watson? that, 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 yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. I've had some great conversations yeah. with him. Um, he, he yeah. like we we DM from time to time. Seems like uh, as far as being as close to a stranger as you can be, he's super nice. He's asked me about like you know he's reached out to me personally on personal matters. Seems like a great guy. I would love to have a game with that man sometime. Um, he's yeah, he's, he's, a great, time. he's a great person, but he's also excellent at playing Warhammer, mm -hmm. right? And that's really important, right? And did you have like, to mail him a box of tissues when Aether Broth, uh, when Aether Quartz Broach was like removed from the game? <laughs> no, could could no, you bring I, him a box of tissues for me? Like, <laughs> like this are from. Matt. He's he's all he's also a vegetarian, FYI. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, no, I take back all the nice things I was about to say about him. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Seems like Fine. a great guy. Anyway, continue. Uh, uh, yeah, so there needs to be an, uh, like an environment for these people to have a vehicle to start to be able to be professional wargamers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you either like quit everything and be like, I hope there's a professional circuit available for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, which there is not. Yeah, or you create the vehicle and the Super Series is the vehicle for. So the most, in the most important part about the Super Series is discovering what is the most watchable version yeah of warhammer and what is the most interactive version of warhammer because we already know what the most interactive version of playing warhammer is it's just playing with your mates like that's already the best version yeah. like it's done that's not a problem and it's my it's my favorite thing to do i imagine everyone in the twitch chat and yourself it's one of your favorite things to do no as well. no I, I actually hate it like i just sit at the table with my arms crossed and like frowning the whole time <laughs> i'm like i'd rather be talking about warhammer right now <laughs> So, uh, but, but the, the the thing about that is, is like, is that we can't all play Warhammer all the time. And also, most importantly, the explaining that out to an audience is really is a valuable skill set that I've been trying to develop for years. I still think I've got loads and loads of room to grow and develop. So I don't think I'm in any way perfect. Uh, and I'm absolutely always open to constructive feedback. Um, always. If you want, speaking of like 
uh, I was hoping we'd, we'd talk about like shout casting as its own kind of thing because you know yeah. the best best coverage in the world isn't a lie when you talk about honest wargamer streams and your coverage and stuff like that. You guys do a phenomenal job, Scribo in in when you guys were in Tennessee and stuff like that, like fantastic job. Um, abs- and that was me witnessing it directly because I was physically at, at that event. Um, and then mm. of course by by many accounts like the the CanCon, you know, stellar, like great great coverage. Um, watch some Street Fighter tournaments if you haven't. Listen okay. to their coverage, learn from them. It's the best shoutcasters in anything. We're talking baseball's got like a very even tone. It's pretty good. Um, but like, watch some Capcom Cup, man. Like, I, I was in the. Sh- I made physical cash money uh, shoutcasting like League of Legends for a little while there. Uh, some uh, some shooters and some fighters. Uh, if, when you listen to their the hard the challenge in shoutcasting when you're shoutcasting by the way if, you, if you're not familiar just broadcasting a game it's called shoutcasting when we move it on to like the esports spectrum. in America right sure it could be called whatever I don't know what it is over there you guys have commentating weird... yeah commentating commentary yeah um so so like you know it comes in a bunch of different forms you know baseball is usually a single person did 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 like really even keel because they're supposed to be for radio uh, football is you know, you've got your color commentary, you've got your play-by-play, so color is the funny one, play-by-play is the telling you what technically is happening, um, wrestling is a whole nother thing, uh, it's, it, it, broadcasting and telling you the thing that you're watching is an art form, I, it's, it's a whole different game, and some of the best in the business are Street Fighter, because the greatest challenge is getting across, not just to the people who love Warhammer, but the casuals who, who like like Warhammer, but they have no idea like the nuance of it. Teaching them how to watch your thing is the hardest challenge. When saying footsies in Street Fighter, when, oh, these playing got a great footsies game. You don't know what that is, but as you're watching and you see them kicking at the ground, you go, oh, that's what footsies is. Teaching people how to watch your game and giving them a lexicon as they're watching is the one of the biggest struggles with broadcast, with shoutcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is. Which is, so I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the very first time that I got back in the seat, because it took over a year for people to convince me to get back into doing it, having left Games Workshop. Um, and the first time when we were back at Bobo and I walked away from that and the difference between doing it for Games Workshop where no one gave a fuck and doing it with my mates and everyone gave a fuck was night and day. And then leaving that, leaving that world, um, leaving that Bobo, that very first one and sitting down, I was like, okay, we're going to do this properly. But doing that properly was so much more involved because the first thing I had to do was go away. Because when I was at Games Workshop, I never had any training or any help or anything. So the first thing I did was I went away and I read loads of stuff and I watched loads of stuff. And the very first thing, and I'm really glad you brought this up, the very first thing I hit on was like, we don't have a language for talking about right. things. So, so the very first thing I did was I wrote the workbook because then I'd wrote the workbook and I created a bunch of keywords that are on the website. So now... We have a language to understand what's going on, like, and that is good. So we have that. I, like, whenever I've talked to the commentators or I'm having someone commentate, I'm like, please just familiarize yourself with all these terms. Right. Um, I do have some more in that now, so I always have a document I send out to people, and then like uh, I start to try and because the other thing I would love to do is obviously get more commentators and and have them because I don't think my voice is the best voice for it. I just think like I'm I'm the most practiced. Like like you know like when Vince came and did CanCon, he did amazing. Gemma also the Gemma same. Was fantastic. Uh, ben, yeah, yeah uh, Benjamin uh, and Darren when they've come and do it. Like like there's been so many really talented people who've come and like Tom who does the 40k stuff with us is like a legend. Nick like. 
So there's been great people who've done great commentary. And I'd like to encourage more people to do that. But we do have to understand. Someone has to be in the, the job of show producing, right? Someone has to be like, we need a language, guys. Here's the language. You know, someone will be like, actually, I'd like to add to that. But like, cool, what would you like to add? I'm super approachable. Might not see me, but I am super approachable to all those no, things No, no, I met you, I met you at, at um, not Gen Con, uh, Adapticon, um, briefly. You play, played against uh, Haywo. I played against... Uh, um, uh, Nathan. Nathan, I played against Nathan, uh, his gits, and uh, it's like you are a absolute darling. Uh, you just call tos cowards sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, you're you're a conundrum to me, man. Sometimes I swear. <laughs> um, it's, it's... No, it's because it's because ultimately one day me and Nathan will just be old men playing narrative Warhammer. Uh, yeah, like that's... and like. And... There'll be a huge competitive scene with like tournaments you and tours. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I'll be like, I'll be like, Nate, do you want to go watch? You'll be like, fuck, do I? Like, <laughs> oh, he's the best. Yeah, no, he's a great dude too. Um, I I try. The only reason you're on is because I couldn't get him. He's got like a family and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it's fine. Nathan, Nathan Prescott's sidekick is actually the other title of the Honest War Gamer. Um, <laughs> Uh, so back to broadcast. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, so you made a really good point, and, and thank you for doing so. Uh, and it was obviously we need language. So I started to develop that, and that might seem incredibly egotistical, but that wasn't the point. It was for me. I needed to understand how I could do a better job as a commentator. I needed to understand the flow of a game because that was the other problem as well. I was like, so I, I, I broke a game up. I was like, when we do the coverage, how do I go through the coverage? And then I was like, how do I un explain the flow of a game? How do I explain tempo? Like, how do I analyze that? And that really is the, like, there's a bit inside, like, I think it's chapter four in the workbook, which I'm most proud of, but pretty much everyone just reads the first chapter and never reads the rest. Like, and they, you know, they say uh, things I, like... I, uh, I downloaded it, uh, never read it, but lie about having read it. Those, like, that's been my, my lie my whole life, so... Perfection. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but chapter four, like, you skip it all, but you can go to chapter four. And actually, that's what you talk about, which is a, a term I just stole directly from a really great article about the beatdown in Magic the Gathering. Yep. Like, which, uh, which I know you. So you so you, you understand that terminology and it like and I just because it's a, it's good. I don't need to reinvent something. Right. Like it well, already exactly. exists. Exactly. Borrow, borrow from like um, everyone knows what gravity is. Right, like it's ubiquitous. So if you have like a term in the game, you can just be like, "Oh yeah, there's gravity." Like you borrow from the common parlance of sports that are well known. So if there's soccer stuff, like, you know, like the pitch. I think if most people know what the pitch is. You know, like not that we need one for you know a, a battlefield, but we might. You know, like getting more people to watch. You're borrowing common parlance, the beatdown. And furthermore, you don't need to play Magic: The Gathering. When I say the words beatdown, like you kind of have a good idea. Like this is a, this is a very good terminology. This is this is good shoutcasting. This is this is great broadcast. Y having language that I've I've uh, face it, most people don't actually play World of Warhammer, or uh, most people don't actually play Warhammer. They read about Warhammer and they go complain on on Facebook and like sometimes the TGA, uh, and like they have like some models and stuff like that. But they they don't play eight times a week. Um, you're that's going to be the bulk of your audience. It's not the the eight times a week. They're playing your games at your events, right? Mm. So it's the audience is is they've got it. They're at a more ca casual clip. And casual isn't a bad thing. It's okay to like enjoy something purely and casually. Everybody, it's fine. Like you're not don't don't feel insecure about it. But you do have to have this this terminology that is quote unquote casual 
friendly. And part of it is teaching your casuals how to go. One of, one of the greatest things League of Legends ever did is GP10. Gold per 10. Or gold at 10 minutes. So, like, what it is is, like, they invented an entire thing to give a fuck about. Is how, how much gold has this character generated by 10 minutes? And what's the average gold you should expect? Oh, like, they don't need... You don't need to know the the nuance of generating gold i just go oh my god they're 2k gold like over the average of gp10 and you go oh they have more than the normal gold that somebody has at 10 minutes and you go oh i should care about this teaching mm -hmm. people how to watch your game via the language you invent the language you borrow and the language you use is super i mean that's 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 half the battle of broadcast mm -hmm. for me the other half is like having good like physical like pr like production but yeah yeah i mean that's yeah that that that, that helps a ton um yeah yeah no, so and and that's been uh the process for the past year and a half so actually if you actually went through and watched all of the coverage that we've done in the past year and a half you would actually understand that i've actually just been using the coverage which has been nice right like people are like you're doing really great coverage i'm like sweet this is actually just my r d department like <laughs> like which is <laughs> which has been nice um uh so it's it's helped me develop and work on and see what problems there are and there are other problems as well there are other problems like and i'm glad that i'm able to talk to you about it here that they are problems but and that i'm hoping we're coming up with solutions our solution sorry for t those tos is to just create a format that only someone who would be fairly dedicated would want to be a part of and this yeah. is, this is however to, to however make, yeah. there is that that creates its own cyclical problem that maybe you just get only this very select group of nepotistic tryhards. So we've already, we haven't announced this yet, but we already have a vehicle for people who are new and they want to practice together and they want to try hard and want to form their own teams that they can do so. And then they can enter via that process to challenge for the title. Because of course you want new people to always be gunning. You want everyone at the top to be threatened consistently. You want the new young guns coming in, whether or not they be old fellas or, you know, just the new group, you want them in, you want them threatened and you want them challenging because well, you want the draft in the nfl right like the draft in the nfl or any major sport it's super exciting because what is it it's an influx of new talent even if some yep. of that talent never pans out you just go the prospect of it keeps the veterans on their heels and gives the fans stuff to be excited about uh league of legends recruits essentially from their challenger pool people who have climbed the regular ladder you and i can play we you know we both you know what i you know i got it we're both gonna quit warhammer and we're just gonna become lol grinders right so for research, and then we're you and I we're gonna tag team, we're gonna duo, climb the ladder, become challengers. The challenger <laughs> pool is how the teams scout and recruit the new players for League of Legends. Um, yep. The, they have the slider. You're essentially doing that with with a game that's I mean less it's less digital, right? Like this is our game's not very digitized. The the beauty of our game is that we play physically in person in a in a world that is becoming more digitized. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But we can use technology for greater good. Make it approachable, widen the audience, make it not prohibitive, because I think that's the great fear that in some of the pushback you're receiving to this. If, you know, uh, first off, change is scary to anybody, uh, you know, oops, get over it. Uh, and second off is uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're, people are worried that nepotism angle, that it's going to be prohibitive, it's just going to be, you know, the best, a different type of like a best friend zone, and then nobody else is allowed into this, this mm. interesting new, new form of play. Yeah, but I like so already seeing that because that's actually something I've been very critical of time and time again. Uh, and it is also, again, one of the points of the process because you end up with a champion, uh, which is cool as you go through the Super Series and you'll end up with an English champion, which is fun. 
and then an Irish champion and a Scottish champion and a Swedish champion. So then those guys get to play. But the important part is they earn their place in that role. And currently in Warhammer, we also have a problem with how people earn places in things. Um, and so this is a nice open and transparent vehicle for people to earn a place. And I think, and I, and I think that that's also really valuable as well. People can understand; they can see the journey, they understand it, and they know what's happening. That's all really valuable elements to me. Right, transparency and accountability, quote unquote, accountability. Right, like these are the two things you want. Um, people, if they understand the process, they're not going to be as upset with it. If they think they have a shot at being a part of the process, they're going to be more receptive to it. Like you're combating some of these things. We don't want to trade or trade one old boys club for a different old boys club. Like that would be a worst case scenario. Like you're like It would be. You're like, "Oh, it's the, the it's the Simpsons thing like the No Homers club." Like like uh we had the we had the awesome club over here and like he ruined that club. We're just going to go film form the No Homers club over here. Mhm. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, so, I, because because ultimately I I don't care who wins any of it or I I do care who's a part of it. But what I really want to do is make the thing that is, and I talked about this, it's an important point to note that the very first ever recording I ever did when I left Games Workshop was on the Scrubby and Wells podcast. And if you ever message him, maybe you'll have it. And he asks me, what is my Emerson goal? Is, is, uh, he's a treasure, like a community treasure. He's an absolutely fantastic individual. So. Yeah, so Tyler, Tyler asked me what my goal was, and my goal was to sit in an audience while I watched the World Cup of Warhammer happening with some of those clickers that you get at uh, League of Legends events and, and all the they are like Lou Lou Zela, like get it, wow, yeah, wow, no, not that, not that. <laughs> no, no, flag, but the little giant, like, giant, thing, uh, yeah, yeah, giant foam finger, and I just want to sit, and in that analogy, in that story, it's really important. I'm not the commentator, I'm not the player, yeah, I'm not the show, I'm not doing any of it. I'm sat because I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan. I just, it's, it's the stupidest thing. I just want to make the thing I want to watch. Yeah? Like, yeah. so I'm going to go make the thing that I want to watch. Right. And then I can be an old man and just watch the thing I want to watch. Right. It's easy. Like, it's just, well, it's not easy, but, like, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a little bit of the, the V for Vendetta thing. Is like, you, you, you're trying to, like, set up a canvas for other people to paint upon. But you're, you're going to be happy that, like, I, I did the thing so that everyone else can now go forward and oh, it's, not even, it's not even no there's not there's not even that like i mean there will be pride because i'm proud if i work and do something well but like it's not because i want to do it so just someone like i want a thing so i'm going to make the thing happen like it's got nothing to do with like uh me yeah if per se like it's not i want to do it it's just i want it to happen you know um yeah. and no one else is trying to make it happen yeah, see, I wanted a shirt with my name on with my name on it and stickers, so I made a whole podcast one year ago. Um, <laughs> okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah. See, <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, I, I guess we we've kind of danced around, like danced around, or we've talked about a lot of the why and the inception of mm. of the super series. What is the super series, right? Like, what is okay? Boom! We, you're, you've been crushing it a year and a half R and D. You've been, you know, uh, you've been putting in the work. Uh, you know, accruing the talent, you know, player talent and stuff like that is part of the talent process too. You're doing all the, the, the hard stuff. What's this look like rolling out? What is it, first of all, in case someone in the world knows me but doesn't know about this? Like, okay. like <laughs> what is it? In case, for the one person who's like, who just liked Mr. Mephisto because like I have a cool skull, skull emoji and they like clicked on it one time and they never watched The Honest Wargamer. Uh, what is the yeah. Super Series uh, put into words and what is... 
where, where like, what is ideal? What's the what's the best case scenario? Obviously, you sitting in the audience, but like, what's the next step? What's that look like? Okay, uh, so it's a team Warhammer tournament, which happens in each country or region, eventually with uh, nationals in a country, ending with a national champion, which in of itself is great. The best version of that is that those national champions eventually play each other. Yeah. 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 And and it and oh, but yeah, it's what like... it's meant to do. What it's meant to do is create a groundswell locally. Yeah. It's meant to give a vehicle for people in their local communities develop some skill sets together to go and play. And it's also meant, and this is really important, to give a place to put these people. Yeah. So that TOs can go, do you know what, guys? We're doing realms. Here's some other random stuff I'm throwing in. Anvils of Apotheosis is in. It's going to be a great event. Beer's a three quid a jug. Yeah. Like, or whatever it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a great time. And it's just like, oh, this isn't that competitive. It's like, it doesn't have to be. There's a thing there. Like, it's, it's like, it's a well, thing. So it's, like, it's imbalanced. Who cares? Like, it's fun. You're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go to football real quick because people have ref- checking has referenced the Packers a couple times. Um, you're like complaining about like, okay, so the TO, uh, that groundswell level does the thing, the vehicle that you've given them. And they're like, okay, Anvil of Apotheosis is in, uh, you can't use Ethereal because I think it's a problem, even though I'm wrong. And, uh, minimum 100 points. Like they make the changes they want to do at that ground level. They they do the event. One, it's hard to win five games of Warhammer. I don't care what the the modification is. Um, two, Complaining about some of those those granular changes at that that grassroots level is like complaining that you played my football team in the snow, like yes, I'm like it's part of the game. I'm not interested in like a pure vacuum sense, 100 all the ideal things because to me the best general adapts too. The best football team is the one that beats you in your snow laden field, then goes into a dome that's like 90 degrees and whoops your ass there. Like, that's what I want to see when I want to see excellence achieved. I want to see excellent people defying, like, statistics. I want to see them crushing, you know, like, okay, they lost every priority role. I want to see the that underdog lose every priority role and still crush it at the end. You know, I want the, the shoutcasters hyped about it. Like, oh my god, he didn't win a priority role, and he still uh, he ran it back all the way. Like, I want that. That hype, mm. that that stuff is engaging to me. Um, you know, there's a. In, well, in, I think I see. Yeah, see what I think about this is this is the vehicle for that. Yeah. Because because the most important thing for me has been consistently, how will the audience be entertained? Right. Like, what can I do? Like, like multi-table coverage, which we did earlier in the year, is a little bit more frantic and frenetic, and you don't get what I quite like. This is a personal thing, which is just the the methodical, slow process of a tactical game of Warhammer. But you do get four consistent story points that you can like. Nagash is dead. Okay, over there. Like next table, the Morkrusher has gone in and he's completely whiffed. Next table, Priority Roll has actually gone to him. That's massive, etc., etc. You can keep just jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. So already you've got loads of stuff. But how does that tell? How does that relate to the meta story? of everything that's going on mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really interesting and then suddenly you've got things happening over three rounds that's really cool these guys are playing again interesting there's the draw process again at the start always interesting another really fun drama point there what's going on you know like how are they going to take it now it's the same armies maybe playing different people but a different battle plan mm-hmm. so you as a new guy 
you're like, okay, uh, a Legion and Gash army, interesting, with, like, corpse carts and direwolves. Like, okay, what? how's this yeah. going to... Yeah, the, yeah. The Numalia, <laughs> yeah. Court of Numalia, what the... the yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you watch it, and you've seen it play in game one, but you see it played in a mission with lots of objectives, and you're like, oh, okay, I really like that army. Then you've seen it struggle in Knife to the Heart. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm like, then you've seen it do well in, um, uh, or badly in a, a multi, a multi objective game, but because the other player has got like certain answers and you get to see that as well as the other one. So you get that juxtaposition. So you get to go on a journey and you get to understand it in a day. Uh, thank you so much for the, the tier one sub 34 months. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa says green, green plaid shirt, man is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tried to explain Haywo to my girlfriend today. Yeah, and he, he's so beyond peer and without explanation. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's so she's she's uh, she's on the spectrum. So whenever I I make a, a, a joke, I always do this so that she understands I'm being sarcastic. Um, I just go like this. She goes, okay, yeah, I understand. Thank you yep. for helping me. Yep. And she was like, so she's like, what's he like? I was like, you couldn't talk to him. Like he'd just be this. Like consistently, every word laden. Oh, yeah. yeah, beauty, beauty resplendent. Anyway, with yeah, a, I'll yeah. Stop Res resplendent, like the the dryness and like his deadpan is mm. beyond reproach. Uh, enough, uh, enough of how great Halo is, though. Um, no, I, I, what you're talking about with like the multi coverage versus the single coverage. Uh, to me, I, I come, my brain goes back to shoutcasting because I truly have a passion for like talking. Uh, it turns out like mm. I love talking when a game's going on. Um, <laughs> but you 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 invent storylines with this. Right, like mm -hmm. when you you talk about like, um, you know, ideal like regionally, you you win the thing, and then eventually we like country like the countries have their winner. Uh, like I'm gonna go on and talk smack about USA winning the thing. You're gonna talk about England, like Australia is gonna like have stuff. Maybe like Japan shows up to the table. Like you're gonna have these like cool little storylines that are beginning to build themselves in a meta sense. And then when you're at the the micro sense at the table, you the shoutcasters can build that storyline you go this with statistics you go okay this matchup is kind of like this you know this army doesn't do very well against that army but it's got a way better win rate on this battle plan and you can build that stuff into the narrative as it's going along when you're when you're shout casting and stuff like that which is just this is why like i think coverage in games where i think coverage in games can uh improve is actually in uh baking in storylines uh instead of just don't tell me just what's going on tell me why i care about what's going on and this isn't just at you this is at dear audience if you're wondering how to improve your coverage for me from my perspective who, who did it semi-professionally for a little while um there is tell me why i care about the game what's going on in the, you can tell me what's why should i care oh these two opponents have a history let me know that you know like these two armies have a history let me know that like this battle plan is unique in this respect let me know that and then filling dead air is just that's just something we all do in all broadcast right the movement phase is basically dead air uh, so this is where, like, D Dan Unsupervised was fantastic at this when, when he still uh, was at Bobo a couple years ago. Um, he mm. just, you'd, you'd cut to him as man on the floor during, like, boring movement phase, right? Or mm -hmm. or you'd have, like, on the mic just just uh, filling, it, filling it in with that color commentary, setting the scene, what's going on, why do I care about these opponents and stuff like that. That's a really great, great avenue to get color and story into the game. Um, there's a really yep. great... Uh, 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 sports journalist. His whole thing is like, is like, but what's the story? There will always be another sports game. Why do you care about this one right now? 
that's why well, and, 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 and that's it. Yeah, and that's the important part of the, the, the Super Series is that it, instead of it being all in one, because that was one of the problems, again, problem, identify problem. LVO is going to happen. Yeah, let's pick that. Adepticon, Holy Havoc, pick an event. Yeah, I'm so hyped for this. And you're like, okay, but the real hype builds up about the week before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the event happens and it lasts one day after the event happens and it's done. You're out for a year, yeah? And for some people, that's the highlight of their year. For some people, that's not. But for building storylines, it's really weak. Whereas everything that happens week by week, yeah, in a super series is awesome. And also because you're, you know, you're like, you're the team waiting to play or you're like, you're the guys that are supporting the team waiting to play. Yeah, and you're like, oh, those guys are through. Oh, that's going to be tough because if we win our bracket, we're going to be playing those guys. Okay, that's really interesting. I liked how they played. There's so much constant conversation happening around those elements that are integrating into each other, which I think is really important. And then if everyone in the world is doing the same thing at the same time, then you get to have a grand meta conversation. So it's not, there's an event in Australia in four weeks, which is after a battle tome, and there's an event in America two weeks, this is obviously without COVID existing, um, two weeks before two weeks before that was in America, but between then there was a battle tome release. Yeah. And maybe the meta has shifted quite considerably. Yeah. Or maybe those metas are very different. It's very hard to have a conversation where they relate at all. Mm. Yeah. And it's also hard uh, as an example, like uh, the Brizhammer guys have got the, the Brizhammer event. So that's over in Brisbane. They've got their, their Brizhammer event happening in October, but it's really hard to keep, help have someone in Canada care what's happening if, to some Age of Sigmar players in Brisbane. It's actually really hard to make everyone in Australia care, or the Eastern guys, to care what's happening in Western Australia, let alone like what's happening in Sweden or Norway or Denmark. So why does everyone care what everyone's doing? And the answer is, is they don't really, and you shouldn't have to because it's right. not really part of your world. And that's fine. Like That makes loads of sense. However, if we give a vehicle to everyone to create a reason for us all to care, then that's going to be really valuable because people will be like, actually, did you see what all the Aussies did with their bands? And then they turned up with these units and it's like, or these armies, it's like, that's super cool. That's some great lesson that we can learn for our team. So there's loads of cross pollination because people can start having those conversations. Also a little bit of an eye on the prize. It's like, who is going to win? Which team is going to take out that tournament at that country? Because we might be playing them. Yeah, so we need to pay, pay attention, and I think that I'll be. I think that'll be. That's that's loads of storylines happening yeah, all at yep. the same time. Yeah, you're giving yeah, loads of storylines. Right, right. So you d- you did mention it here, and uh, Chacking's actually referenced uh, ban- wanting to know about bands. Uh, how did mm. you co- how did you come upon bands? The notion of like having bands is this for the story? It makes every week a little bit different. Everything a little bit more progressively interesting. Is it comp by a different name? Like what what why? Why bands? Why did you go with this? Is it because uh, yeah, Malifaux did it, and League of Legends has a band phase? So let's just throw it in there. Why, why, why bands? How did you come to that? And and how do you think that's going to impact your events? Well, I genuinely didn't know Malifaux did it, so that's rad. Uh, um, I, I don't so... know if they did. I have. I just threw it out there. I, I the only okay. mini game that exists to me is Age of Sigmar. I don't even know what forty k is. Um... <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, it's because it's it's quite simple. so. I obviously started playing Age of Sigmar doing eighth edition. So comp isn't um, a negative to me, but it isn't comp. What it is is 
Uh, I attended the Age of Sigmar Six Nations event last year with Speckles. We did some coverage, which was great. Um, and every single Flesh Eater Courts list had exactly the same list. But it was really fun because Speckles loves Flesh Eater Courts. So I'd be like, Speckles, what's in the list? And he'd be like, well, they can actually take different lists, you know. Like, they don't have to all take the same one. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but they are. And why are they? It's because it's the most effective and efficient list. And now that's really cool from a competitive sense, and you can tell that story. You don't need the bands to exist. However, for that percentage of people who you talked about before who aren't at the top of the game, who are like, why can't you take anything? Yeah, right? Why, like, uh, I always, I've always liked pocket picks in leagues, you know, like like the, the champ that you've been working on or the Street Fighter oh, yeah. character you've been oh, yeah. working on for yeah, a while, yeah. like, that, that no one knows the surprise oh, you got factor. that pocket Ken? You got the pocket Ken you've been working on? Yeah. You got your yeah. heart, you got your right? heart, you, you're a G player, but, but your hard matchup or your hard counter's coming down the line, so you've been practicing the pocket Ken all year long. To go to Capcom exactly. Cup and then pull off the pocket can in the finals and like just rush down somebody. It's it's fantastic. This is story, by the way. This is I I like I'm advocating for devils here a little bit when I ask the question leading into it, but I think that that's dramatic. You're adding drama. It would be my answer, but please continue. Mm. Uh, like. I just had to, you got yeah, me talking that's... Street Fighter and, and stuff, and I, I love the... No, no, because, 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 like, and I'm not in reinventing the wheel, right? Like, everyone has done it, or, like, and people have tried to put them into different game systems because they recognize that it creates excellent drama. But also, also, my experiences of going everywhere is I could turn up to an event and, like, like, CanCon, I was like, it's going to be one by Zinch. Like, I'm there telling you before it happens that that's the result. And I'm like, it's not... It's not if Zinch win, it's which Zinch list wins. Yeah, let's find out this weekend. And that isn't a problem in of itself, but it isn't very exciting. Or it takes some of the, the it takes the drama away, right? Like it does. Like it, it, like it has to. It takes the momentum away, like the mystery. And I feel like that there's more in there, or maybe, maybe there's not, but I think that it's the case that if the world isn't the way it works, but also like it keys into, because this is the other thing about the Super Series that I want to make it. I want it to be the most representative of the hobby, which is playing Warhammer, that it can be. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because we are, while able to steal things off other game systems like Bannon stuff and teams and all sorts of things, we are ourselves and there is something unique about our game, which should be a key element of what we're doing right? right and that key element is we love list writing oh, yeah? yeah we love it yep. yeah so that's fun we like talking about whether units are good or bad yep yeah love it Ex yep. excellent we love yeah. talking about that and this and this keys into both of those things yeah we like seeing different lists or dynamic interesting lists that we haven't seen before also i like styling on you with something that you tell me is is suboptimal right like i love to to style on people with beasts of chaos i'm just like just moonwalking you know not losing a game to slanesh for like a couple months when they're op and i'm just like oh yeah this army that's got a 40 percent win rate suck it like styling on people also feels great you but you want to give people relevance to do that because especially in like a team tournament like when you have to lock in and worry about stuff like now you give them you say get ready to style on folk right you say hey like yeah have that pocket yeah. ready to style on something yeah. or, or whatever and, and and you also give you also give those players the ability to be exceptional and also like you get you get exceptional exceptional list strikers yeah you get problem solving you get to see dynamic results and it's one of those really interesting things like that's why we've given them that week so ban on a Monday listen on a Thursday you've got three days to like prep plan maybe practice it's not a lot of time 
No. It's not a lot of time. And I think that people are coming to the event with two lists in their head. They're like, I'm hoping to play this, but I'm back this. Yeah. But it also means that those top level players, they aren't going, well, if they are the people who attend the event, right? It yeah. means that in their, it means in their off time when they're playing at singles events or they're practicing they're practicing other they're, stuff they're, club nights, they're like they're club nights they're 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 experimenting at the, uh, in those club nights they're performing list science they're busting out the okay well what if best of, well you can't ban battle lines in your format but you know what if this this backbone you know you core unit of my army gets banned out what does a more what does a optimal list look like without this thing lord of change is going to go lord of change is getting banned if i'm running like thing or gone summoner more realistically right uh like what yeah. is it what is that what does a more optimized version of my list look like now that i can't lean on that like you're 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 forcing you're, you're causing a puzzle you're going here's a puzzle this is why i actually don't mind when an army's kind of pushed out the gates because i go this is a this is a puzzle this is a problem now i get to solve it like i like doing that you're doing that at your tournament you're going you're gonna have a problem to solve every week or you know every span of this the, the event you have a problem to solve what if your best thing gets banned solve the problem like i like that you're forcing people to think but um, then we're also telling the we're also telling the crowd to solve the problem so then people in their groups are like i don't understand why that thing was banned and then they're talking to each other and they're explaining they're like well actually look at this this is what oh, i did not know that and everyone is leveling up their their system mastery and their knowledge through the game and they're like that's cool and then you obviously lead into the event with a whole bunch of drama yeah it's really fun and I like that. I like that. I think that that's cool. I think there's some really fun elements to that, which people get to explore. And I don't, I'm not set on it yet. I'm not set on, is it, should it be five? Should it be four? You know, this, the ordering, like it's not perfect yet. Like I've had loads of thoughts about it and I've had loads of feedback on it already. And it's been really fun. Yeah. The youngest. Um, so I'm just going to have like an 18 year old ringer every tournament so I can get the first ban. Like, but then go find yourself like yeah, but go, but go but go find yourself an eighteen year old who's playing Warhammer because yeah. actually maybe that's harder to do or maybe you as an adult in the community like get to like help bring up a, like a young man who maybe feels a bit disenfranchised maybe I like I don't imagine there's a lot of people who think oh you play toy soldiers at eighteen please get in my pants like you know like you know give them <laughs> like yeah, all right. like oh, I'm talking about sorry I'm talking about I'm talking about their perspective partners not the older men i'm trying to say okay it's not the most attractive it's not it's not the most attractive thing is what i'm trying to say although right. i think it is sexy yeah um and, and what i'm trying to say that was my initial pitch was do the younger thing because i was like that would be cool to help uh older fellas like help take people under their wing yeah yeah i was like that's cool but that's been thrown back to me. It's like, look, you're trying to run something serious and competitive. You need to take that out. And I'm like, yep, yep. That's just me trying to be more high-minded and a little bit nicer than I should be, maybe, about it, the whole situation. This um, is where naively sweet. In, in writing, no one's ever called me that. In writing, you you got to go back to your premise. You know, what was my core premise? So this is just revisit the core premise. Does it serve your core premise? You know, I, I don't know what your core premise is. You know, I won't pretend to understand the the uh, mind of Rob Symes, but you've got to go back to your core premise on that one. If you're running into conflict and pushback, and if your your audience says, hey, why are you doing this thing? And then you look at it and you go, it serves my core premise because my core premise is X, then you keep it. If not, then you jettison it from the game um, or from your format. Um, one, I think one pushback I've seen in, in like various uh, 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 like Twitter and stuff like that is you've created a system trying to not be prohibitive, right? You don't want to mm -hmm. exchange one old man's club for another old man's club, 
You know, you don't want to <laughs> swap one one nepotism for another one. Um, some people fear that like this might a ban system might be prohibitive because you've got to have the extra range of models. Three days isn't a lot of time, right? Like yeah, but also two hundred people aren't playing at this event. Like you know, like so you know, uh, <laughs> in the sweetest way, if you're the guy who owns only one army with one set of models, you ain't the target market to be the player base. Like that's not you. Like, and that doesn't mean you can't be. Yeah, doesn't mean that that isn't the vehicle See, now, for you. Now you're telling them. Yeah. You're, now you're doing my thing, which is telling them to get good at having more models. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Like, it's not about. It's not about. It's not about owning that amount. What it means is that you are not practiced enough or have that level of systematry, in my opinion. Yeah, to be like, like to be someone who like someone goes, oh hey, uh, can you only play one army in one build? Yes, I can. Well, actually, look at the system that this is. That would be really inflexible and useless to be a part of. Yeah, it's like, uh, thank you. Like, And that's where uh, I'm hoping the coaches and team managers are really going to lean on developing good squads and like groups. And also, it pushes players to adapt outside of factions and things that they do as well. Like... Yeah. Um, you know, and also, but I've already had like some feedback. There were some guys over in Denmark. They're like, look, we've got a really young community here. Not necessarily think that we can expand if we wanted to run a super series here. Not necessarily certain that we'd be able to like justify banning people, like banning units. It's like, okay, well then just run your super series without that. If that, if that needs to be your, like, if you can't justify it. Yeah. But the best version of this, because it's the most interesting for the viewer is that like, and people are like, well, that affects me as a player. I'm like, yeah. I don't care about that. Like, because I'm not trying to make this for you. I make trying to make this for the viewers who want to have really entertaining sports Warhammer. Yeah. That's who I'm trying to entertain. If you can't be a part of it as a player, then don't be. If you don't want to be a part of it as a player, which some people will not want to be, then don't be. Mm. Like, it's, like, it's really optional. But I hope that you'll tune in because I hope that you'll think it's interesting because it's meant to put loads of buttons that you like. That's the purpose of it. Right, right. No, I, I think that's legit. Uh, legit pushback to the pushback. <laughs> mm. Making making a straw man for you to argue against. Um, this, yeah, chat's talking about Zinch and stuff right now. Who would ban Bulgors? Um, what about um? So like, uh, it's it's one per faction. So I could like actually like targeted ban something in my own army to make sure that you don't ban the thing. So like, I ban yes. uh, I ban a Razor Gore, but then I've used my ban for that. You know that ban advantage right yeah so so it's five bands per team currently um and you can't ban battle line you can't and once you ban a unit then there is an faq on fun stuff like legions of chaos ascendant cities of sigma but effectively uh think of your book as a home book uh nagash is an awkward one actually um uh but um think of every book as having basically a home book and you can pretty much get where it goes and you can't ban battle line units uh but once you've banned a book uh, a unit from that book you cannot any more ban units from that book now there are loads of other versions of this that are more restrictive like you have to be army locked before you turn up to the event yeah but that means there's a lot less armies that get played like you don't play ko yeah, yeah. like or maybe you do maybe you do someone's like i ban the ironclad it's like actually maybe i can make a frigate build whatever yeah like maybe that's the case maybe you've got two builds and that's what it is um but there's an army locked version that's that's more serious and haven't installed that yet uh i'm not sure if i ever will but there's a there's a version there there's also a version where it's not there's no safety it's just like ban what you like yeah, yeah? this version that well, i've currently was... put in 
Sorry, it's the, the Ice Bowl. It just snowed. Like, deal with it, you know? Uh, work yeah. on that running game. Like, go yeah. ahead. So this version is uh, trying to, uh, to answer the pushback before I get it, in that it's the most open version of creating some restriction. Like, this, in this version, almost everything is still has the potential to be viable. Every army, every playstyle has the potential to be viable. Like, and I also give you a way to protect yourself if you need it, but it might come at a cost. It's one of your bands. It's important. Like, is it? And I think, like, Heyway was saying like, on Twitter and some other guys as well, like, I'm just going to do defensive bands. I'm like, okay, yep. that's quite cool. But then you're telling me and you're telegraphing what you're bringing. Because there's a meta game there, right? What four armies are you bringing? What four armies am I bringing? It's like, well, so you've just safely banned. They're blind. Just they're, say- yeah, they're blind reveals, right? You, you're revealing your army sort of at the uh, picking your opponent phase of this of this super series. Uh, well, you, so lists are in like on the Thursday. So Friday they go out. So both teams have got time to research their opponents' list. So there's a lot less like admin oh, okay. at the tabletop. Okay. Um, so that they're just available. That makes for a cleaner game, also. Like, that but but between the but between the ban phase and list in. There is a time period. Okay. So if I safety ban, let's say Razor which means I'm bringing Beast of Chaos, yeah? yeah, right. But that could be a fake, yeah. Does that mean that you're bringing Beast of Chaos? And what's the answer to Beast of Chaos that I can bring, yeah? So there's a whole meta game that you that these players love playing anyway, and they're going to do it in three days. I say, like, yeah? I, I like this. This this is the kind of gamesmanship I love, by the way. This is the kind of gamesmanship I I thoroughly enjoy. I like the mental the mental aspect of, of the thing, you know, the mental chess of, of the picks and bands. This is something I really enjoy. And I think uh, it would have surprised people. I, I was careful not to like talk a lot about this because I knew we, we would talk on the show and I was careful mm. to preserve my opinion on this because this is something I, th- I think people would be surprised to find out. I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, what about alternate things like this though? Like sideboards, you know, like uh, I guess you don't need it be- because of the nature of going into the tournament with your list going into it. But there are there was some other potential for design space, like showing up. Yeah, with- there, there is, there is, but it's also confusing for an audience. Like, like so, like I'm trying to I'm trying to trim it down so that like because there's already enough information to impart. I've got to impart eight lists to the audience. <laughs> like, but the 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 draw phase will be a really uh, easy time to, to relate that information. Like, this army probably doesn't want to play this army. This is a good matchup. This is a bad matchup. So during the the, car, the, the the matchup phase, you've already got that conversation as well. So there's already stuff. There's already a lot of information to impart to the audience. Saying that they could randomly change stuff halfway through is a bit like, that's a lot to add, Fair I right. think. Um, uh, and, and again, we're trying to get that. We're trying to get the full gamut of people who might be interested, and maybe even people that have never even played Warhammer. People who play computer games or other stuff who are just like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're doing people who play chess, go, like other tabletop stuff that they're not like, they haven't necessarily played it, and they're just in, I guess. I've got a couple, uh, a couple of comments here from Chat Gang. So, first of all, we got Chaos Spawn. Uh, can we place bets on what get banned on a separate site? <laughs> <laughs> See, there's room it's, for that, it's right? Not a real, because it's not it's a real sport until you have place bets. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you've got to yeah. be able to bet on it. Then it's a real sport. But you have a, Exactly. You know, yeah. um, and, and that's what that's what I hope happens, by the way. I hope that there's an entire <laughs> industry that just exists because this thing exists, which is be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, but not for the ego. I mean, if I, if it were me, it would be for the ego because I'm, I'm a pure egoist. But you're a lot more humble it's than like... me. <laughs> Uh, 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 Jared here. Uh, would this style of event be considered invite only or open? I think he kind of said this at the onset, but you might, might have missed it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So, like, so that as stated before, the intent is um, that there is always a pathway into being in a super series. Yeah. So there's always a way for you to either join a team because this is actually, if you go on the site or if you see how I've been speaking about it, the coaches element has been really important to me because the coaches part and coach can't be. I say coach because I wanted the sports affectation, but really I mean team manager. And the reason that the team manager slash coach exists in that role is specifically to help grow a community around that team and to help people cycle into the team mm-hmm. yeah, and develop better teams. So you need someone who can lead from the front. And, and uh, like, just like I hope I'm a better caster in four years, I hope there are a good bunch of team managers in four years who are better at being team managers than anyone we've ever seen before See- because I spent four years doing it. You, you could call it a manager, club manager, a team manager. Uh, since uh, we play baseball over here in America, not that weird mutant game with the, the flat, flaccid bat. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, they're called yeah, yeah. they're called managers, uh, not coaches. So you could do that. Like, that'd be fine if that's what you want to convey. Yeah. We'd get it. Okay, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know about <laughs> It is nice to know what the Americans yeah. get because, yeah. you know, sometimes you are like hamstrung by your weakest link. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Too, uh, too soon. It's okay. Too That's soon. the Welsh. Uh, Haywell um, says uh, putting money on Morsar Guard banned every Super Series. <laughs> well, that's where you're going to want to yeah. be defensive ban, right? Like you're, you're going to ban a, uh, uh, what's the uh, the really crappy foot hero? Oh, Lotan. Right. Can you ban names? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you just can, ban, you, you just, can ban anything than Battleline. Yeah, just just ban low down. There, there you go. Probably but this not. is this is the thing. Like, like well, I find that fascinating. The fakey on the list reveals will be huge, right? Like, yeah. I ban Lotan. I expect eels. Like, I safety ban Lotan. I expect eels. I write a list to counter eels. Eels never turn up on the day. It's awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Like fantastic. Yeah. Like you know, and you just like what's happening now and so you're almost blind picking so you're really asking yourself what does the meta look like with these things removed and that goes to the problem of a stagnant meta uh when maybe games workshop are focusing on 40k for a while so we don't get anything yeah, no new like, to- tomes to force innovation right like we're stuck with you know whatever the state was before um or something's like- just way op yeah yeah um colonel cabbage the coach role sounds appealing but I'm shit at the game. <laughs> what does Rob recommend? <laughs> I, I don't know what you want from him. Um... Uh, because you don't, coach, I think the, I think maybe I've I've created a problem for myself in calling it the coach role. So I recognise that and uh, admit that. Glad so to help like, you. but the, <laughs> Glad the, to get up. Yeah, 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 yeah the. But but I I guess the coach idea really is like I, I do talk about coaching teams or team management. Like I, I think when when teams start to be revealed. Um, and you start to talk about those, you could maybe suggest or offer to be a helper for those teams. Just be like, what do you need? It's like, well, actually, uh, the stats for all these different armies or builds, or like, who knows? Yeah? yeah, like, who knows what those like those team managers... Let me tell you what I never want to do. A, be a team manager at all. Because I reckon you could take that so seriously and do it so well, and that is outside of my skill sets, and I don't care. See, like, uh, but you could, do it, you could do it really well. I'm see. I'm on the flip side where like I'm a total nerd for this sort of thing. I would love this, and uh, I would get into it. I would show up in. Uh, There's a question here asked uh, in chat. Uh, Chaos spawn. Can can the players wear NASCAR style jumpsuits with sponsors plastered on them? Hell's yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other, that's the that's the I other would point. Go full case. WWE like wrestling all the way. 
acting out like heels and like and faces and stuff like that, like making like the NWO oh, and stuff. Like the, I would go hard. I'd show up in like a flamboyant costume as the team manager, and like while the gate, like you know, conceivably the, the game's happening at a tournament or whatever. Like I'd be like doing like cheeky stuff and like like trying to block the view of like the the TOs or something <laughs> like that. While like some of my like like some of my players like try to knuckle units forward, like total. I would be in a total persona. I see. That's where I my brain went when I saw your announcement. I'm like, we can finally have what I want, which is walk up music and like personas on like out there gaming. One of one of my favorite moments in in all they they asked the uh, you know five years of war uh, of Age of Sigmar. What was your some of your favorite memories? Uh, Randy versus Joe Pagano at like yep. CanCon, like with the walk up music, the belt. Like this is what I want. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, uh, like I mean, we never want esports style intros because they suck. Like they're like cringy. Uh, but yeah, we want WWE walk-ins definitely. Um, <laughs> this is this is the um, uh, point about it, I guess. Is is it's meant to be a vehicle for all of those things, the skeleton, if anything, that you can attach all of those elements onto yeah. as we go forward. And I think that um, that's the thing I'm most excited about is seeing what people bring to the party because there's a the sponsorship thing is actually really interesting because I really hope to get teams sponsored at some point uh, and the Super Series. Like, um, but I like the idea of not because of any financial uh, stuff, although obviously that would be phenomenal and help loads, but just because of the like uh, gravitas maybe it brings to the to the to the like the the jumpsuits with the things you laugh but i'm like that's amazing yeah and also merch like merch like you got a favorite team like let's yeah, say really darren comes in your he comes in your full role play like he's dressed as a uh, whatever a tube king or whatever he might be dressed as like randy is yeah and you're just like sweet i'm that team like they've got me because you, if you look a, at so projection, I, right? Like you're you're projecting at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I spent so I spent a long time again after Bobo. I told you doing a lot of research. When I say a lot, I mean a lot. So I read a couple of books about like uh, sports psychology, specifically like team dynamics and individual dynamics. Like people are almost like, and it's obviously incredibly relevant based on social issues that we're seeing right now. Uh, but people people are tribal, right? They pick their tribe and they stick with their tribe forever. Like it's, doesn't matter what. Like, it's fun and awesome in games, but that's where that shit belongs. Fuck your nerd tribalism for real, and fuck your racism. Get the hell out. Um, but mm-hmm. continue. Uh, <laughs> like that's like it's it's fun when it's it's cheeky and it's amusing. Like I was geographically closer to this sports team, so that's the one I like. Ah, right. That stuff is is fun. That's fine. You know. Um, yeah, and and I and I hope to create that because real quick, that uh, will. Soren, that... thank you so much for the five gift subs. Everyone, you just got a gift sub. Please enjoy it. Spam the emojis in the Honest War Gamers uh, uh, chat uh, tomorrow. He's gonna. I'm sure you're on tomorrow because you're always on. Just go in there and spam yeah. the Nagash emotes. I hear Rob loves Nagash. It's his favorite model. So make sure he sees. <laughs> uh, I played it. I played him when he had a two-up ethereal save way back in the day. Like yeah. he's not even. He's not even that obnoxious now. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, oh, how the mighty have become in bounds. Uh, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So your, okay. your goal, your your dream. Um. You know the the to create this this environment. Continue your point. No, that's it. That's, oh, it. that's it. To, okay, cool. to like, like to like. Uh, I think I've I've talked about it uh, plenty, and there are loads of other key points that we haven't discussed as well, and some that aren't public. I'll give you one um, uh, for having me on the show. So one of the things uh, that is really interesting is we we oftentimes don't talk about terrain well enough at all. I don't think. 
so a project that we have going on at the moment, which is very involved, far more involved than I want it to be, I'd like everyone to be aware, um, is uh, the, the matchup process, which is interesting. So if you don't know how the matchup process works, there are four players on each team with an army. They both put in a defender, which is blind, um, and then they put in two attackers, uh, which so then they reveal the defenders, then they put in two attackers, uh, which are blind, then they reveal those, and then the defender picks an attacker to fight against. The other defender picks an attacker to fight against, um, and then the other ones go against. Uh, now, I'm proposing bottom bitch, but apparently that's not okay. Uh, for the, for the, uh, <laughs> I got, I got... I got vetoed on that hard. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of like really really boring conversations we have. I'm like, bottom bitch for the last card. No, Rob. But come on, it's like, yeah. what do you want to do? Be an asshole or be a professional? And I'm like, I guess I'll be and a then, professional. But, but then yeah, and then like, but that's the thing is like, if the person who's just like the ringer on your team would be the power mm -hmm. bottom. Mm -hmm. Another suggestion, but not allowed. <laughs> so. Sweet. Yeah, sweetest, sweetest taboo, my bottom bitch. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're in better uh, anyway. form tonight, sweetest taboo. <laughs> has has not hitting a bitch been working for you? I mean, scientifically speaking, have you seen Boondocks? Have you not seen Boondocks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Half um, of my half of my persona is just like is just quoting like Boondocks and stuff like that. Mister Magical Mister Mephisto. Yes, it's the uh, pimp named Slickback of 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 Warhammer. You gotta say the whole thing every mm. time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Yes, Tom. Every time. Every time. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Yeah. So you had some really boring stuff. Uh, it, terrain is what you're on the, uh, the this 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 hot hot goss we're about to get right now. Well, I don't know if it is. We'll see what everyone. Else, everything seems really involved when you're in it, right? But one of the things that we don't ever talk about is terrain. Oftentimes, so terrain can be can vary at an event. Um, and we you know we talked about the. Um, uh, we talked about uh, X event is is this setup, X event is another setup, especially when it comes to terrain. Is a good example. Could be in realms, could be six games, whatever. So, uh, well, the first thing, uh, we talked about the, the, the uh, honesty of the game. So each one of our boards will have a name. It will have a name and it will have a backstory and it will have... So we won't be going to table one, we'll be going to... I don't know what the name of it yet. The 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 ship graveyard yeah, of something. Vol vol yeah, volcano madness, right? Like it's full. Yeah, volcano town or like. But like, but, but a little bit more involved zone than that, or like whatever. Yeah, a little bit more involved than that. We're gonna we're gonna actually write some story. It's gonna have its own page on the website. Ew, are you um, doing narrative? Yes, because it's an because <laughs> it, it's an incredibly important part of. The hobby, right? Wait, I can't, I can't like multiple things about the game of Age of Sigmar, Rob. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> uh, just to really fuck with people. You narrative, like, and then I just like turn my nose up. This yeah. is going to be competitive now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. So they'll all have their own story, um, and they'll all be uh, like, we've got some really cool ones, and I'll reveal those in the future. I'm really, really excited for those, and the guys working on them are really talented. So it's going to be fun. But also, what it means is, is that when we talked about those story elements that we talked about before, when you see Army A fighting on whatever the table might be. You st will, they will become places for us as the Super Series goes on. And you'll be like, fuck, yeah, remember when the Mega Boss died there at that point? Yeah. That was cool. This involves yeah. that narrative I we were talking about. Always, that's the only important bit. It's narrative. We're storytellers. We, we play Warhammer. Like, we're storytellers as people. And then, um, yep. 
but the 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 dynamically interesting part for you rules guys out there is that the boards will be defined as three types of board light medium and heavy yeah and the density of the terrain will change between light medium and heavy there'll be one heavy board there'll be one light board and there'll be two medium boards every round and why this is really cool is during the pairing phase people will pair you'll have different advantages so round one you'll get to pair into the heavy round two you'll get to pair into the light etc etc so the teams will get like a bit and there's a there's a sliding scale where if you're behind if you're behind in three you get to choose what you want to pair into mm-hmm. yeah yeah but there's a super fun element to that where we get to design actual terrain maps which aren't very standard around the world and then people can just go cool I'm going to have all my events have light terrain and or heavy terrain. And we've defined them. I've written them out. Uh, they'll be all available for people to download for free. Just like, like, cool, this is my maps. This is what I want to do. And it's a really fun element which adds to that drama because, yes, yes, your Silver Death Army will be terrible on a heavy board. But maybe on light terrain boards, Silver Death Armies are much better than we currently see them as medium boards, which is tournament standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's the capacity to bring a silver army and do really well, but know that you're always going to put it into the light board. Yeah, then there's that tactical challenge. Is that knowledge enough to deal with it? Like the ability to put down those trees, is that workable? Is that good? Like, you know, um, but in heavy shooting builds, actually, yeah, we don't want to put the heavy shooting build into the heavy terrain. So that has to go somewhere else. That means it can't be our first defender. There's so many tactical elements in there when it comes to list writing and putting things together, uh, which I'm excited about. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a, there's there's stuff to game, which is what's like super impressive. Um, it also creates a sort of like a home stadium effect, like away team, home team. I think which is is kind of cool. Like if you're the one who's like you're you're kind of making your dead ringer to like go on the heavy terrain table, you're gonna start like shooting for that. Like I want to play on this table. This is this is the home turf, right? Like I'm defending this. I think that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool, and I also think the narrative element is fun. I think the 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 additional uh, tactical element it ticks all the boxes. I like story, great. I like cool looking models and boards, great. Yeah. I, I like, like tactics and strategy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like tactics and strategy. Also great. Um, um, question from from chat gang here. Um, where did you go? There you go. How will FAQs affect the super series? Uh, how do you mean? Uh, yeah, I, I think you need. I think you need to clarify that chaos. Like, as in, like GW FAQs. Uh, he he's going to have his own FAQs for some of the stuff. I'd imagine to to clarify certain interactions until it becomes ubiquitous and known. Um, while we wait for him to catch up there, um, what I think is interesting about this is it's something like you touched on earlier, which is like internal parity. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a community parity element. Your every time I have an opinion on the internet. I'm hoping to make the community a little bit better at the game of Age of Sigmar, like across, mm-hmm. you know, like I think by having something ex- exposed and con- it, it, like some exposure and consistent that goes outside of, especially with the band, fa- the bands, people are going to be playing different lists, which is mm-hmm. going to get people to think about not the list every time. Sometimes the list exists because it's the most efficient way to build that list. Sometimes it exists because someone's just really good at the game of Age of Sigmar, takes it to a tournament and wins with it, and the community is like, that's got to be the list, because smart, good player at the game of Age of Sigmar played that list, and then they just, like, jettison out. This happened with Cities. Like, Cities, there's, mm-hmm. there were a lot of strong builds in that book. 
that people just avoided for a little bit because they're like, oh, the only way to play this, the best competitive list is this Hollow Heart list right here, this one. Mm-hmm. Here. Well, now that the meta is getting to a point where Hollow Heart could be a liability against Techless, you're never going to get your bridge off. It's gone. Like, no, you just don't get that. That's not something your army does right now. So now you need to think about maybe Living Cities or some of these other armies that project their power. Hi, hi buddy. Um, gang, gang hey, bud! <laughs> uh, nephew. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that, that what's a, a sort of, like, a sort of, like, sort of tertiary thing that's going to happen is that you're going to... This is going to be one of those, like, rising tides that's going to lift all boats. The... As you develop a lexicon for language, which is something we talked about early on with, with shout casting, as you develop a lexicon mm-hmm. for language, we identify chaff. There's a point in time where people don't know what chaff was, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Gavbomb made sure you had to know what screening and chaff was. You mm-hmm. you weren't allowed, it was never like the greatest army ever, but it was a casual stopper. It just pub stomped people until they learned, no, 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 set your chaff lines. But more importantly than knowing, hey, I've got to set my chat lines, chaff lines, they learned the distance and the ranges they needed to be safe when they set those chaff lines. That sort of second d- d- degree of knowledge. People are going to learn stuff like that from, from a series along these lines, I think. Like that... That's the hope. My own personal, my own that's, personal the hope. Take. that's the hope. That's the purpose of it, is to entertain and inform. Oh. And then... Yeah, go ahead. Finish it. That's it. Yeah. That's, it's meant to be entertain and inform. Go uh, for it. And then uh, Chaos Force Fund clarified, is there going to be a grace period for implementations of FAQs? Like four weeks out, uh, the rules get locked in or anything released uh, Anything released after is ignored. I think this can actually double for like battle tomes, right? Like Yeah, same. Yeah, four week grace period. Four week grace upon period. Upon release. Okay. Yeah, that seems, that seems fair enough. There's also breaks between rounds. So between brackets. So when round one happens, round two starting up. Because um, obviously it's a single elimination bracket. So like... Um, you know, you'll go through to the next bracket. There'll be there'll be a period of time. It's not very long though, um, but you'll have that window of opportunity, which is good um, uh, to like clarify. Also, I feel like um, uh, I feel like the timeline shouldn't be too long on these. In some cases, you could have very long ones. Uh, also, the problem of logistics is not something that's come up. Why is it every week? It's so those storylines can continue for a bit longer. They can have some validity to them. You can understand them um, and you can invest like it's good if there's a little bit longer to invest in. It's tough to invest just in a weekend and be done, right? <laughs> Colonel Cabbage, I never had to face Gav Bomb. Consequently, I'm still bad at setting my chaff walls. Also, I often use Bulgors <laughs> as chaff. Well, that, you're, you're misidentifying the role of what a Bulgor is. So uh, <laughs> like, you have that's the great strength of Beast of Chaos is you have one of the most underrated units in the entire game of Age of Sigmar, which is Ungor Raiders. Uh, they're like the optimal chaff next to like you know actual encores where they're just like sixty point idiots that you just throw here. But that scout move and the outflank makes them insanely good between the, mm-hmm. the versatility and their and their kit. They're really good. Um, I agree. So, um, Mister Mephisto, no people come to me and my bulgolers hit them. Oh no! All right, Galaxy Brain, I got it. All right. <laughs> like, if you want to have your Bulgors fighting stuff, and one of the downsides is the, of the Bulgors is that they're slow, if somebody charges you, it's like you just shifted the whole... T- like, you did the tablecloth thing, where you just pulled the tablecloth closer to you, and it thus pulled all the stuff toward you. No, it makes perfect sense. Like, I, 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 have, a, I have a similar feeling with Petrifex Elite. It's like, I want to charge you, but my army's slow. Oh, I see, you just lined up across the middle and just charged straight at my army. And, like, we're surprised when I smashed you. Cool, because, like, this is what my army does. It just does this one... It only knows this one move. 
<laughs> all right, man. Um, I can tell you're fading. I can tell you've been burning the candle at all ends. You've actually added, like, you've taken wax and melted candles onto the candle <laughs> you're already burning, so you could burn extra ends of the candle. Uh, any last uh, soapbox moments? Any, like, lasting thoughts you want to leave people with? Any completely random, totally off-topic subject you got to get off your chest? Anything along those lines? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, even for someone who talks as much as I do, still loads uh, more than I would ever think. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening, and thanks for talking to me about it. Like I, I, I recognize, uh, and you said at the top of the show, actually maybe while we are off air, um, that uh, my my job sometimes is to be incendiary. Um, uh, well, I, I, I don't really picture that as myself. I think that's actually... I think sometimes motivation is attached to me, which is more just who I am. Um, uh, but my, my, my purpose is always to try and make everyone like, or to make this thing better that we all do because it's had a really positive effect on my life. I've met really great people through it and it's been really, really wonderful for me. Uh, and I hope to be able to create an environment where that exists for longer later. Cause I think it's a really great community. Like, uh, and that's a cool thing. And I think I think that there is something maybe uh, about tabletop wargaming which we don't uh, maybe even recognize right now. We talked I talked about on the show a little bit the mindfulness of just painting some dudes, um, just chilling out and zoning in on a game, especially in a very digital world. It's a really positive thing. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that um, uh, I, I don't know what my point was. Yes, it's just a good thing. I'm Thanks hoping for to do show. good stuff. Yeah, I think is where you're yeah. going with it. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, that's the thing is like. I have made more friends in, you know, my short time of Age of Sigmar than an entire lifetime of, like, various esports, various conventions, like, Magic the Gathering, like, all the other nerd stuff I've done. I've been a GM, like, 26 years in tabletop RPG. Uh, my tabletop RPG group is the same tabletop RPG group I made, like, I befriended in college, and it really hasn't grown since. Uh, like, mm -hmm. whereas, like, Age of Sigmar, I can't help but not make friends playing this game because you have this intersectionality of, of, of people and personalities and stuff like that where I think because of the mindfulness element that you were talking about, you can't help but like just be chiller and and make those bonds. You know, like I'm I'm not just when I'm playing you in a game of Age of Sigmar, I'm not just playing you with your toys, I'm putting myself on the table. And I'm, I'm, this is, this is my, this is me, this is myself on the table, and I'm going to play you, and then, you know, just like how you talked about, like, learning people through fighting, look at that callback, uh, how <laughs> learning people through fighting, with Age of Sigmar, I'm essentially, well yeah, I know, I'm a pro man, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you learn people playing Age of Sigmar, I know more about you because I see how, the colors you picked your army, you know, the models you gravitate towards, the way you play the game, are you a, aggressive, do you have an aggressive, like, alpha strike style, are you more of a shoot, you know, cagey, shoot, uh, shoot the, uh, shoot the heroes type, like, what are you, how are you playing the game of Age of Sigmar, and I think that's beautiful, and giving people a platform to, to have extra exposure to that, see, think outside the box a little bit, I think is, is, is a good thing. This, this is obviously the end result, you know, this is a starting point, and I think that's perfect. Somebody out there is going to go, oh, Rob did this thing, well, what if I do this thing? Or what if I take that and I, you know, you know, I do want to have the sideboard and whatever. I, I'm making up arbitrary crap, but like, you know, they, you know, they, they take this and they, they run with it in their direction. You know, they add extra narrative elements to it, right? 
They do something with like named heroes and evolving storylines. If you take that same army from the Super Series one week and then in a you know a few months you've played that army consistently, you know something special. Maybe you get like a ban immune champion. Whatever the narrative implications and the rules ends up looking like that precipitates down through the game. I think that that stuff's just good. Um, mm. a player's oh, thanks. Army. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think this is good stuff, man. Thank you so much for being on. We should do this again sometime. Um, I actually had a lot, of, a lot of fun talking to you, man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the kicking I'm getting when I get home because apparently uh, this was again too late. This is my second night in a row <laughs> up to 1 a.m. Um, but I don't know what to tell you. It's just you Americans have got just such dulcet tones that I won't listen to uh, it, uh, post-midnight, uh, I think. <laughs> uh, it's been, it's, it honestly has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. I know, obviously, a lot of it's a vehicle for talking about something I'm doing. But it's still really nice to be able to talk to you, and and you've you've been able to like you've had a really constructive conversation with me, which I really appreciate. So thanks. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, Twitter doesn't quite do it justice, so I'm happy we got to talk. All right. Good night. Cha- All right. Good night, everybody. Chat gang, you are the show within the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. You're the reason we do this thing. Uh, be excellent to yourselves. Be excellent to each other. And remember to drink your milk and pay your taxes. Good night, everybody. Good night, Rob. <laughs>